massive tax increases, sudden and drastic cuts in benefits, and crippling deficits. <laughs> On education, we share a common goal, failing public schools. Sadly, last year, fourth and eighth graders achieved the highest math scores on record. Reading scores are on the rise, and neither option is acceptable. Now we must work together to increase the number of high school dropouts and struggling schools. Let us increase oil consumption over the next decade. Ladies and gentlemen, our objective in the coming year is to sustain and build on the global climate change. God bless America. God bless America. Where's Kid Smith when you need that fat old bitch, huh? Where is she? Still dead? I got it right here. I'll be damned. 1002 at 560 WQM. Happy Thursday. So we had DA on again. Boy, he's all over the place, which is good. He's a good guy and does a good job. He's like really belongs on the air, which for us is pretty unusual. To have like a real broadcaster on. Mm -hmm. So Joe Rose allegedly is going to be back tomorrow. That's what I just heard DA say. And what do we got? The jerk show today at 2 to 4. Well, like I said, sometimes we have real broadcasters on and then other well. Jerk show 2 to 4. Mad Dog 4 to 7. Hurricane Hotline 7 to 8. And then we got the uh, college hoops NCAA's from Westwood at eight o'clock. What, what's the story with the um, usual Thursday night? I guess we don't have time for it, right, Chris? The uh, school, yeah, uh, I guess because uh, we have the report because we got the and the uh, college hoops. Correct. Right. That's what I'm guessing. Hoops, hoops, hoops. In fact, if you're really like into it big time, you can walk around wearing a hoop skirt. That's what George is doing. That's right. So how did uh, how did it turn out there in the tea room? Was it okay? Was the coast everything was great? It was on? wonderful. Was it antiseptic it was and a, odorless? Yes, yeah, yeah, it was. No aroma that would put you in a coma? Nothing. Okay, I changed the poll already. Chris didn't give me his permission to do it yet, but I don't really care. You son of a bitch. Well, we got 1050 on the first one from yesterday, so how much more? I don't like it anyway. I mean, it was okay. What part? Oh, it's Brandon's poll. Brandon's bailed out on us. He's uh, vanished. I don't know what his story is. And it was his poll, no less, and I used it, and it's the way it goes. He's uh, probably got bigger fish to fry. What part of the newspaper, and oh, by the way, speaking of people on MySpace, that Miami palm tree guy, you really are an idiot. You're, you're, you know, anybody that creates a phony MySpace thing just so they can communicate with one person, uh, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean <laughs> one thing if it was communicating with one person for sexual purposes or something really That's right. uh, something noble, like that. something important. Right. But just to be a groupie and keep bugging me and oh well you should do this and you should and you should when you come down here just to, don't even go home just to, take a cab to South Beach and stay at the Ritz Carlton and just you can walk everywhere and go to those overpriced restaurants and see all the plastic a holes walking around with way too much jewelry and all the silly ass queens oh God get a life already well, that's why I wrote him back he he's, he must be the same person as that David guy from St Pete although I blocked his ass. See, if you're going to communicate with me on MySpace, unless you're a personal friend, of which there's only one on there, but unless you're somebody I know, don't, don't give me instructions on how to live my life, how to do the show, how to wipe my ass. I mean, get, get, go get your own life. <laughs> right? Right. Of course, that's the problem. I have no life. They don't have one. What part of the newspaper do you always read? That was our poll question yesterday. 1050, as in WMGM, WHN, the 1050 Chum, Toronto, CHUM. Sports, 220. Don't read newspapers, 204. Almost 20% of the audience don't, don't read newspapers. Why do they need to? I read them all the bedtime stories, right? That's right. Everything important. Saving your eyesight. Right. Local, 151. The front page, 114. Greasy. Oh, that's that bacon. 
I gotta find me that Snyder's microwave bacon again. That, that stuff I'm using now is just horrible. It's, it's real dry. Ugh. It's like the footy show. It's tasteless. Comics 96, editorial page 86, business 39, crossword puzzle. About 30, man. Obituaries 29, the ads 14, world news 13, coupons 11. Great coupons. Classifieds 11, national 11, horoscope 9, dear Abby 8, and state news only 4. What's this very important facts? It says the Radio Spy Report, Jerks was doing the heat play-by-play -play, uh, last night again WYOD. A couple of weeks ago, you asked if Geldy was still on the ticket. George and Chris didn't seem to know anything. Well, that very day, he was on opposite you, filling in for George Sedano. Oh, my God. Sorry for not knowing that, you know. And apparently, Ed Berl Berliner has a Berliner. weekend shift on the ticket. From a friend of Fred Cusick, John in Fort Lauderdale. The great Fred Cusick. Where the hell is Fred Cusick? We don't have that anymore in here. Oh my God! You got to be. Did kidding. we ever? I had Fred Cusick. I didn't. Jordan able to keep it in. Yeah, there he was. Uh, I don't want to start playing no hockey highlights. Although Leafs are in Boston tonight, they'll be officially eliminated from any playoff contention. Leafs suck. Uh, Panthers are who are they playing? I don't know. They're probably playing somebody. They playing the Capitals? Checking them. Check it out, Chris. Go do. They'll be officially eliminated very soon, too. They're not going to make it. Every year, it's the same old story. Although this year, they won that seven in a row, and they won like eight out of ten. They put on a real scare for a lot of people, but, uh, you know, it always falls short. But uh, that's the organization, man. They built that big new arena, and they never make the playoffs. So, But you leave Jack Martin alone. He's a good frog, and he knows his crap, and his team's always choking the clutch and like that. Don't forget to join George. we got some heavy-duty crap coming up the next two days. Yeah, we do. Today at 12.30 or 12 o'clock, noon, well, whenever we want to, we got the um, meal deal with the downtowner this time. Oh, and by the way, what, when do we want to give away that uh, thing? I don't know. We'll uh, make sure that Lee's in place. and uh, Make sure that Lee is in his uh, coop, that he don't flee the coop, and then we'll give away that uh, certificate. But anyway, if you don't get that one, later on at noon, we've got 100 $50 certificates for 25 bucks at the downtown are good stuff. And then tomorrow, George is going to be at Gulfstream 10 to 2 for the entire show. Ooh. I'm leaving at noon. I'm going down to South Beach to hang out at the Ritz-Carlton. <laughs> Not. What a, oh. Seriously, the stuff uh, that some of these people write, it just makes you want to cry. You think, well, what's uh, wrong with you people? Could Can't you pick me up some stuff from the spa while you're down there? Yeah, I'll give you a spa. Atlanta at Florida. Oh, the uh, Trashers at Florida. That's tonight? C. We love Atlanta. They really blow. They're pretty weak. And that's a must-win for the Panthers. If they don't win tonight, I think uh, they're not mathematically eliminated, but they've only got five games left. And even if they won them all, they would have a total of 91 points. If they won them all, they'd have 91, which they're not going to do. If they won four of them, they'd have 89. Uh, that's not going to cut it. Neither is 91, really, when you come right down to it. But nevertheless, join George at uh, Gulfstream 10-2 to tomorrow at the um, racetrack and casino. Come by for great horse racing, play a little bit of poker, maybe hit the slots for some big money, like that uh, lady that won the $1.1 million or the one that won the $9 million here at Casino Rama a couple days ago at Rama. And here she got the whole $9 million, a check. No taxes, no 40% to the uh, government so they can kill some more people in Iraq, just a check for $9 million. That's the way we do it here, eh? Plus, enjoy great food and drinks while George gets ready for the Florida Derby, and he's going to undergo some uh, handicrapping uh, instruction tomorrow. We're going to have a seminar with Tara Cochran. Well, that's good. Okay, I put the new poll up there already. Chris probably ain't too happy about that, but you know what? It's a good scam. It's I mean, all good. 
Aside from sex, what feels best? This is from your close personal friend, Sean, in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Not a bad poll. It's a very good poll. It's excellent. Nice going, Sean. Even though you are... And by the way, I think Sean's going to come and see you tomorrow. Because he said, please be sure and uh, tell me the time, location of George's next appearance. Maybe he wants to bring you something. We'll, uh, we'll hook him up. We'll uh, trade something. Maybe he wants to hook you up. Great. To a long... Cube! 50, Whatever. I'll bend over. 64 votes on the poll now in the new one. Let's see what we got. Aside from sex, what feels best? A huge dump, 21. That seems to be running away with it. Unless it's in your pants. Oh. <laughs> oh, today i got to pick up my pantaloons from the cleaners and see if she did a fine job. Right. After I put them in the washing machine. I mean, dress pants you just don't put in the washing machine, and you certainly don't put in the dryer, even on slow cook, you know. Uh, going back to sleep, 9. Back massage, 7. Good workout, 6. Scratching an itch, 4. Clean sheets, 4. Shower after hard work, 3. Cracking the back or neck, two. Jumping in the water on a hot day, two. Ears popping open, one. <coughs> Chiropractic apparatus, one. Well, what does that mean, chiropractic apparatus? I, I don't know. Does that mean chiropractic adjustment? That's what, what, what I mean? That's what I assume they're trying to make. Chiropractic apparatus? I think he means adjustment. I don't know. Put up whatever you want on there. Can you change your Chris, or is uh, Eric on I'll ask Eric. Maybe Eric will change it, because that makes no sense. Scalp massage, one. Campfire on a cold night, one. Sauna, one. Foot massage, one. Uh, sinuses finally draining. Acupuncture and jacuzzi all have the big... Oh, you fairy! Big... Oh! That's <laughs> so far. Well, it's right next to... You fairy! You get thick fingers, you know, like your feet. When you get older, your feet get wider, you know? Mm-hmm. And your fingers, I guess, get thicker, too. It's from pressing those machines. I want 600 bucks at the Woodbine line. All right. Aren't you proud of me? Yes, I am. I had a decent machine, man. It gave me 500 on the wheel, and then it took most of it back. And then at the end there, it gave me another 500. And people are looking like, oh, gee, he's got the good machine. Yeah, right. I played for like two hours, and I won 600 bucks. Big deal. That's going to really change my life. But I had a good time, and better than losing. Oh, here's another poll suggestion from uh, some clown out there. What do you, what do you think? Who do you think John McCain will or should not pick as his running mate for vice president? Well, see, that's two different questions. Right? Right. Who do you think he will not pick or... Uh, well, in fact, it doesn't even make any sense. Take Who do you pick. think John McCain will pick as his running mate for vice president as opposed... Oh, not should. See, it's too complicated for me. I'm too old for Clean this. Clean it up or throw it away. Who do you think John McCain will pick? And then they got Julie Roman, Charlie Gay, Christ, Jesus, Christ, Mike Huckleberry, Hunt Huckabee, no way. Mitt Magic Underwear Romney, no way. South Carolina Governor Mark Sanford, Condoleezza, Tom Ridge, or other. Some other, other one. Well, that's not bad for a really desperate day. I think we'll probably have to change the poll in the morning for you because, you know, you're alone from noon to two, and I don't want to, I don't want to burden you with all that. And, of course, the I bedtime stories, I'll, I'll take care of those. Bless you. That depresses me. What do you mean it depresses you? Why? Oh, because of, you know, you find out what they're doing to you. All of them. It depresses you putting the bedtime stories on there? Yeah. I'd rather keep my head in the sand. Maybe like that's like why you don't want to get depressed. That's why you don't do it sometime, you know. Uh-huh. That, that's you it. You and Cordis. You and your partner in crime, Josh. I don't want to work too hard, Cordis. I don't right. want to. Whatever it is, I don't want to. But send me a check. Send me a check. Hook him up with Joe Dagiola. You know, get a check. Get a check. Boy, I tell you, talking about dumb. Talk about illiterate. Joe Dagiola. He set a new standard for illiteracy. And then he bought a bunch of radio stations. You see the connection there? No. Oh, yeah. All of these things. 
1013 at 560 WQAM. Neil's Half Price Deals are the head of the town. Today's the big day. It's Thursday, and every Thursday at noon, we give you that uh, two-for-one deal. Today, you'll be able to buy $50 certificates for 25 bucks at the Downtown or Saloon, a Fort Lauderdale landmark, one of the last great local restaurants downtown. With waterfront dining on the New River, this family-friendly restaurant and saloon has got a local-friendly atmosphere, awesome chef specials including a raw bar, and a fantastic all-you-can-eat Sunday brunch, as well as all-you-can-eat crab legs on Sunday nights. Try the best seafood around, including crab cakes, fresh grouper, and seared tuna, or try the awesome roasted prime rib or the ribeye. The downtown is a great place to watch your favorite team during March Madness, too, on their high-def big screens, two-for-one drinks Monday through Friday with live entertainment Wednesday through Saturday. And today at noon, you'll be able to buy $50 certificates for 25 bucks. We got 100 of them. It's our way of saying thanks to you for putting up with our crap. The store opens at noon today on WQAM.com. But like we tell you all the time, act fast, because once they're gone, they're just gone. Biggest names. The best talent. Kind of like our talk show. Once they're gone. Hello, it's Hillary. I'd like to dispel these vicious rumors that I'm having an affair with my beautiful personal assistant, Huma. Or, as I call her, Hummy Bear. I first met Huma at a softball game. She was wearing an LPGA visor, and I knew the two of us should have a conversation. Turns out, we have many common interests. A love of pantsuits, rare indigo girls bootlegs, and eating raw clams. Huma's my confidant. I open wide up to her, and she touches me with her insight and advice. Not all business, though. We like to clip campaign articles and sometimes end up playfully scissor-fighting like giggling schoolgirls. <laughs> there, I've come out and said it. I, Hillary Clinton, am not a lesbian. Well, i got a couple of deaths here, celebrity deaths. Yeah, Richard, Richard Woodbark. Did he die? Yeah, I got that. I don't have that. That's not one of the ones I got. Well, then there's uh, three. I just saw him in some movie the other night, and I clicked on the thing to see uh, who was in it because I couldn't remember his name. Must be Woodmark. He was a good actor. Uh-huh. But at any rate, he's, he's dead? Well, he's... guess who else died? Ah. The inventor of the Egg McMuffin. Really? Old McDonald's? Earl Peterson, inventor of the Egg McMuffin, has died. A Southern California official McDonald's restaurant said yesterday he was 89. That's old enough. Peterson died peacefully at his Santa Barbara home on Tuesday, said Monty Fraker, vice president of operations for McDonald's restaurants in that city. Patterson came up with the idea for the signature McDonald's breakfast item in 1972, Egg McMuffin, I wouldn't touch it with your mouth. He began his career with McDonald's as vice president of the company's advertising firm, Darcy Advertising in Chicago. He wrote McDonald's first national advertising slogan, where quality starts fresh every day. Patterson eventually became a franchisee, was currently... Uh, Co-owner and operator of six McDonald's restaurants in Santa Barbara and Goleta, Fraker said. He created the Egg McMuffin as a way to induce breakfast at McDonald's. He was very partial to Eggs Benedict. Mm. The egg sandwich consisted of an egg that had been formed in a Teflon circle with the yolk broken, topped with a slice of cheese and grilled Canadian bacon egg. It was served open-faced on a toasted and buttered English muffin. The Egg McMuffin made its debut at a restaurant in Santa Barbara that P Peterson co-owned with his son, David Peterson. I wonder if he's kind of like uh, Pat Peterson. Who? From Knott's Landing. Oh, that. Mm. And somebody important in our business died. I can't believe this. Legendary WGN radio broadcaster Wally Phillips died in Chicago at the age of 82. You ever hear Wally Phillips? Nope. He was on WGN for about, oh, I don't know, two, three hundred years. 
Phillips hosted the WGN Morning Show from 1965 through 86 and was considered a pioneer of the modern talk radio format. He first began working at WGN in 1956, retired in 1998. Wow, 42 years later, I got uh, 10 years to go, easy. The radio station says Phillips had suffered from Alzheimer's disease for the last five years. Not good. He was inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame in 93. Funeral arrangements are pending. Wally Phillips is dead. WGN, the world's greatest uh, news store, or whatever that stood for. Isn't that what it was? The world's greatest news store? Whatever you say. Come on now. WGN, 720 on the dial. Chicago. All those great Chicago WLS, WBBM, as in BM. You should know your BM. Mm-hmm. Oh, George, by the way, didn't want to go in the tea room this morning. He had to go. He had to do with Joyce just something fierce, but he resisted because uh, Chris was in there. That's right. And there was no problem, was there? There was no problem at all. But there were two reasons. Number one, uh, fear. And second of all, I thought... Fear of what? Fear of the throne? Fear of the uh, atmosphere. I had fear of the aroma. I had atmosphere. Anyway, Mm -hmm. and I thought that he would be using the stall I prefer. The handicap one? No, the I, other I, I one. I use the kid stall now. I, I need the kid stall. What are you talking about? The handicapper is very tall. Why oh, see the handicap like a ladder to get up on it? That's right. Well, it's a good stool. thing that it wasn't a handicapper yeah. in uh, the. Uh, oh, it didn't make any difference. I need to take a footstool. It wouldn't make any difference if it would have been just a get hole it? in the ground. Footstool. You know? Yeah, footstool. Yeah. That's what I had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it? Did you measure it? I had less stool. <laughs> Five stool. I had a foot and a half stool. Ass stool. I just, oh boy. Okay, let's get away from all that stool crap, can we please? No, we get back can't. to the pole. We ne- you can't. Good what are you pole. talking about? It's on there. What? That's on there on the pole. There's no That's getting away winning. from it. Huge dump. Right. That's winning. Well, of course. I mean, what could be more satisfying than that? Especially if it's like uh, medicinal, you know. Right. Aside from sex, what feels best? A huge dump, 34. Going back to sleep, 15. Back massage, 15. Good workout, 7. Clean sheet, 6. Scratching an itch, 5. Foot massage, 4. Shower after hard work, 3. Scalp massage, 3. Cracking the back of her neck, 2. Campfire on a cold night, 2. Especially with marshmallows and weenies. Jumping in the water on a hot day, 2. Sinus is finally draining, 2. <coughs> like Hyman Roth. <coughs> Uh, well, he had a little uh, post-nasal dip, drip. I ears popping open one. That was my vote. What's wrong with that? Right, that's on our poll every day. Who do you want to win president? Ears popping open. Chiropractic, uh, chiropractic adjustment one. That's better. Thanks, Eric. Sauna one and acupuncture and jacuzzi out of 109 votes have none. Boy, we got the new poll on there. Well, we got 109 votes. You'd almost think we got somebody listening out there today. Wouldn't that be something? Almost. When are we giving this uh, thing away? Oh, I don't know. I forgot to ask. What? I forgot to go ask. Hey, Flea, you in there or what? Well, that was something when he was on the phone yesterday. That was... I oh, know you know, it was uh, my, huh? my speakerphone. I can't brag about it. That was really weak. But at least he did uh, give you the information about the uh, mm-hmm. famous kosher restaurant. That sounds really good to me. Maybe I'll go over there in Aventura instead of going over to South Beach to the Ritz-Carlton Hotel. And Oh, my God. God, these, these people that are trying to sell me on South Florida and how great it is and just as great as Vancouver. Uh, yeah, you see, there's only one problem with that, okay? And that is the people in Vancouver aren't in South Florida. And the people who are in South Florida are. That's the problem. About 90% of the people in South Florida need, need to be put on a, on a desert somewhere or on an island far, like an Alcatraz. Get mm-hmm. them far away from anything living and breathing and humane. 
civilized. New York Post says, and here he hoes again. Oh, they're picking on poor Elliot Spitzkrieg, man. Disgraced former Governor Elliot Spitzer has been identified as a long-standing client of a second high-priced call girl ring, according to the New York Post. The ex-governor regularly patronized wicked models, the Manhattan-based operation taken down Tuesday, according to financial documents and other evidence unearthed in a year-long prostitution investigation, law enforcement sources be saying. The revelation comes three weeks after Spitzer was ousted as client, outed as client nine in a separate federal hooker probe involving the New Jersey-based Emperor's Club VIP. He got around, baby. He was uh, moving that thing all around. At the center of the new ring is Kristen Billy Davis, a busty bottle blonde who hails from rough-and-tumble California trailer park. She has a reputation for hard partying, shameless self-promotion, and a rumored 10,000-name long client list, of which Elliot Spitzkrieg is on there. Davis's alleged multi-million dollar empire was smashed by city vice cops as she made plans to skip town. Prosecutors say she netted some $2 million last year by pimping out ladies of the night for as much as 1000 bucks an hour through four websites. Well, George will take about two minutes of that. Yeah. They noted, and that's all he'll need. They noted she's openly boasted of total earnings of $6 million, has been in operation since at least 2004. Davis, 32, pleaded not guilty to money laundering and promoting prostitution in Manhattan Supreme Court yesterday, was held on $2 million bail. A source said Davis personally serviced Spitzer. She personally interfaced with Spitzer a number of times since 2003 before she became a madam, a source close to Davis said. When asked about the allegation, Davis told the Post, I can't talk about it. Spitzer's spokeswoman, Anna Cordasco, countered that Mr. Spitzer wasn't even a client of Ms. Davis. Right. When vice cops raided Davis' apartment at 315 East 56th Street after learning she was about to skip town, they seized some half a million dollars in various bank accounts, 15 grand from a safe deposit box, and $4,800 from the residence. The wary madam had been tipped off the investigation, was in the midst of destroying evidence, moving her money, and planning her escape. It's unclear what happened to any records that could identify her well-heeled clients that were around. There's been no link between Davis' alleged operation and the Emperor's Club VIP, the ring from which Spitzer was caught on a federal wiretap ordering a hooker in Washington, D.C., nor was there where no other Spitzer wore his socks during his alleged uh, escort encounters. Last week, it was revealed, Republican Dirty Tricks operative Roger Stone told the FBI that Spitzer kept his socks on during sex with a Florida prostitute. Well, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Keep your socks on, baby. I mean, who the hell needs to know that? Except the, the sickest of the sick. Why does anybody care, especially a gross old toad like him, you know? Man. Right. Ugly, hairy, probably smells not too good either. Well, you know, when you're doing as much screwing around, you don't have time to bathe as much as maybe you'd like to. You should, though. you got to get the other woman to smell off of you, you know, before you go Iraq, home. The Iraqis elected took much to form. In the meantime, a terrorist attack on the Shia shrine in Samara drove sectarian tensions past the breaking point. Biggest name. From Vast Towers. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Paul Harvey, stand by for news. Matt started a job as a judge's clerk at the town's courthouse. His responsibilities included bringing the judge a hot cup of coffee at the start of each day. Well, each morning the judge was enraged that the coffee cup arrived only two-thirds full. Matt explained that he had to rush to get the coffee and deliver it while it was still hot, which caused him to spill much of it along the way. None of the judge's yelling and insults produced a full cup of coffee until 
he finally threatened to cut Matt's pay by one-third if he continued to produce one-third less than the judge wanted. The next morning, the judge was greeted with a cup of coffee that was full to the brim. And the next morning, the same, and the next morning after that. The judge could not resist gloating over his success and smugly complimented the clerk on his new techniques. See, there's not much to it. The clerk agreed. I just take some coffee in my mouth right outside the coffee room and spit it back when I get to Chambers. Paul Harvey. Good day. Good day. Boy, that was really weak. 1033, 27 before 11 at 560 WQMO. What do you expect? It's spring break. we got Pesach coming up. We just finished with Easter Monday, Ooh. Tuesday, Friday. You know, leave us alone. So you're right. Richard Woodmark is dead. you know how old he was? 193. That's for sure old enough. I guess I don't have to fax you that story now. About what? Richard Woodmark. Well, i got it in my hands right now in the story, too. Richard Widmark, who made a sensational film debut, was a giggling killer in Kiss of Death and became a Hollywood leading man in Broken Lands. Two rode together and 40 other films has died after a long illness. He was 93. He was a good actor. Not a good actor, a great actor. He was excellent. His wife, Susan Blanchard, said the actor died at his home in Roxbury, Mass., on Monday. She would not provide details of his illness and said funeral arrangements are private. Uh, I don't think it's Roxbury, Mass. It's Roxbury, Connecticut, which I didn't know there was such a place because this story, the uh, dateline on it is Hartford, Connecticut. He sure wouldn't have lived in Roxbury, Mass. I don't think. It was a big shock, but he was 93, Blanchard said. After a career in radio, drama, and theater, Woodmark moved to films as Tommy Udo, who delighted in pushing an old lady in a wheelchair to her death down a flight of stairs in the 1947 thriller Kiss of Death. The performance won him an Academy Award nomination as supporting actor was his only mention for an Oscar. That damned laugh of mine, he told a reporter in 61, for two years after that picture, you couldn't get me to smile. I played the part the way I did because the script struck me as funny, and, I, and the part I played made me laugh. The guy was such a ridiculous beast. Beast! <laughs> a shy, inordinately a quiet man, Woodmark often portrayed killers, cops, and western gunslingers, but he said he hated guns. See, I knew I liked him. I know I've made kind of a half-assed career out of violence, but I abhor violence, he said in an AP interview in 1976. I'm an ardent supporter of gun control. It seems incredible to me that we're the only civilized nation that doesn't put some effective control on guns. That's because Americans are still living in the Wild West, baby. They love their guns. Crazy people with guns. Yeah. Drug people. Stone people. Crazy, wild, out-of-control people with guns. That's what America's all about. Guns on a bus. Guns in a school. Guns in the backyard. Guns across the street. That's where it's at. Two years out of college, Woodmark reached New York in 1938 during the heyday of radio. His mellow Midwest voice made him a favorite in soap operas, and he found himself racing from studio to studio. Rejected by the Army because of a punctured eardrum, Woodmark began appearing in theater productions in 1943. He, his first was a comedy hit on Broadway, Kiss and Tell. He was appearing in the Chicago company of Dream Girl with June Havoc when 20th Century Fox signed him to a seven-year contract. He almost missed out on the Kiss of Death role. The director, Henry Hathaway, didn't want me. He said, I have a high forehead. He thought I looked too intellectual. The director was overruled by studio boss Daryl Zanuck, and Hathaway gave me kind of a bad time, he said. An immediate star, Woodmark appeared in 20 Fox films from 1947 to 54, among them The Street with No Name, Roadhouse, Yellow Sky, Down to the Sea in Ships, Slattery's Hurricane, Hurricane, Panic in the Streets, No Way Out, The Halls of Montezuma, The Frogmen, Red Skies of Montana, My Pal Gus, and the Samuel Fuller film noir, Pick Up on South Street. In 52, he started in Don't Bother to Knock with Marilyn Monroe. He told an interviewer in later years she wanted to be this great star, but acting just scared the hell out of her. That's why she was always late, couldn't get around the set. 
She had trouble remembering lines, but none of it mattered. With very few special people, something happens between the lens and the film that is pure magic, and she really had it. After leaving Fox, his career continued to flourish. He starred as Jim Bowie with John Wayne in the Alamo, with James Stewart and John Ford's Two Road Together, as the U.S. prosecutor and judgment at Nuremberg. I remember that. And with Robert Mitchum and Kirk Douglas in The Way West. He also played the Dolphin in St. Joan. What's the Dolphin? Like um, Jason Taylor? Yeah, sure. But you know what Hank used to say, though, the Humper used to say that the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't say it. And he had roles in How the West Was Won, Death of a Gunfighter, Murder, Murder on the Orient Express, Midas Run, and Coma. Wow. Madigan, a 68 film with Good Mark as a loner detective, was converted to TV. Lasted one season in 72, 73. It was his only TV series. I remember that. Madigan. He was also in some TV films, including Cold Sassy Tree and Once Upon a Texas Train. He was born December 26, 1914 in Sunrise, Minnesota, where his father ran a general store and then became a traveling salesman. The family moved around before settling in Princeton, Illinois. Like most small-town boys, I had the urge to get to the big city and make a name for myself. He said in an interview in 54, I was a movie nut from the age of three, but I don't recall having any interest in acting, he said. But at Lake Forest College, he became a protege of the drama teacher and met his future wife, drama student Aura Jean Hazelwood. In later years, he appeared sparingly in films and TV. He explained to Parade Magazine 87, I've discovered in my dotage that I now found the whole movie-making process irritating. I don't have the patience anymore. I've got a few more years to live, and I don't want to spend them sitting around a movie set for 12 hours to do two minutes of film. He had 21 years more to live. He didn't realize it. How do you like that? When he wasn't working, he and his wife lived on a horse ranch in Hidden Valley, California, or California, around a farm in Connecticut. Their daughter, Anne, became the wife of baseball immortal Sandy Koufax. Wow. How do you like that? Who wouldn't pitch on Yom Kippur, baby? Remember those days, Chris? Not. Uh, no, I don't remember those days. Well, you know that thing. Who's Sean Green? There's another Jewish player, too. Yep. They had a flap about him. Remember he was with the Blue Jays? And uh, he wanted to take the day off or didn't take the day off or something like that, yeah. Didn't want to play on Yom Kippur. Yeah, he didn't want to go to Shul. He wanted to go out and get laid or something like that. But, yeah, it's okay. Any excuse for that, that's what George says. You don't have to have an excuse. Just go do it. This poll is going over pretty big. Now, don't forget at noon we got that two-for-one deal. Now, when are we going to give away this uh, thing? I forgot. Will you stop forgetting for crying out loud the show will be over? And you go, oh, I forgot to do Yeah, the show will be over. Hey, Lee, you in there? I'll send him a text. Yeah, you around, Flea? Hey, Flea. What does he do all day? Promotion stuff. Like what? You know what the promotion directors do, or don't. Yeah, and like in a real radio station, yeah. Yeah. What kind of promotions are we doing? You know, sporty stuff, mostly. I see. He does what he can. Come on, Flea, what do you say? I want to give that thing away, but not, not until you give me the green light. Or the green door with Jim Lowe. He's also dead. You want to hear it again? No, I don't want to hear it again. I want to hear it the first. It's a good, it's a catchy, it's a novelty record, you know, on Dot Records. As in, what's Dot? See, that's one of the one of the many things that I find irritating about. Yeah, I mean, I know it's old fashioned about uh, CDs and all this other crap, all this newfangled stuff. <laughs> Is that back in the day when we had 45s? You knew all the record labels. You know, I mean, Dot had was like black with that yellow, uh, whatever the writing. And Imperial Records with Fats Domino and whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. There was just something more interesting about that as opposed to the CD, which is so... I mean, yeah, you've got the the jewel case, which they fall apart and they break. Yeah. And you get all bent out of shape because they're like, oh, gee, the little tabs on the end fell apart. How about Tab Hunter? Is he still alive? Yeah, he's he's still alive and he's still... Yay. Just like your governor. 167 votes on that poll. Boy, our goal is 8 million today. 
Cheryl McGeehan. Slap Hockey. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Here we go again. Uh-oh. It's a test. Can you hear it? I hear it. It's only a service test. Beep. Beep. I want to bang you in the butt, honey. Now see here, for the record, I quit, and I did not get fired. You people did not want more around Danny Moe. Well, kiss my phony ass, because I ain't never coming back. And I knew that you'd miss me. About as much as Bob Dishy. I knew that you'd miss me. That's a You took my magnificent talent for granted. And one rape too many. Well, now I'm gone. Long as Ginger keeps his show in Florida. Someday he'll be as famous as Mark Shine now. <laughs> Your ratings after two are now in the toilet. <laughs> now it's your time to get raped. <laughs> you might as well turn your crappy signal into outer space. Did you see that? I, I knew that you'd miss me. This cantankerous yiddy. I knew that you'd miss me. Can't you see I'm trying to do the backup for the doors over here? Am I ever going to get you out of my life? 1046. Now, can you hear that? Close the door, but can you hear in the back? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. There you go. I could open the door to add a little more ambiance to the whole thing. No, that's I'm fine. Getting, I, quite frankly, am getting really tired of those deals. How many damn uh, alarm tests do we have to have every month? About 30, man. Jesus K. Christ. Uh-oh. May I have your attention, please? Yes? Oh, we currently, uh, I thought maybe they're going to like to do a real shorty, but they're not. If there ever was a real fire in this building, it would be like the boy who cried wolf. Nobody would believe it. U.S. authorities have announced that now, before I do this story about the uh, Puerto Rican governor uh, in Big Taurus, what's the uh, story with that uh, giveaway? Oh, it leads in a promotions meeting and uh, ought to be done by, within a half hour, and then we'll give them away when he gets out of the promotions meeting. He's in a promotions meeting? They have them all the time. We had the conversation before. Yeah, they have a lot of times. meetings, I know. Mm-hmm. A lot of meetings. A lot of sales meetings, a lot of promotions meetings. And in discuss... those meetings, by the way, my name never gets mentioned. It's right. like uh, this show doesn't exist. That's Although right. they do mention this, uh, you know, the Gulfstream thing. They like that. Well, that's good. I'm glad that they like that. Well, that's because the people at Gulfstream like it. That's right. Coincidence? Not because they like it. Right. U.S. authorities have announced an indictment charging Puerto Rico's governor with 18 counts in long-running campaign finance probe. Acting U.S. Attorney Rosa Emilia Rodriguez said today the indictment also charges 12 other people associated with Governor Anibal Acevedo Vila's party. I wonder if he's kidding Derek Acevedo, the jockey. He used to look really, really good. I mentioned that the other day. He was a cute little guy. Rodriguez told reporters that the 13 are accused of running a conspiracy to raise money illegally to pay off Acevedo's campaign debts in 2000. At that time, Acevedo was running to be the U.S. Ireland Territory's non-voting member of Congress. His party favors maintaining the Ireland's semi-autonomous relationship with the U.S. mainland. His leading opponent in the governor's race favors making Puerto Rico the 51st state, which would make George very, very upset. 
What? Very unhappy. Uh, if you say so. George has a real problem with Reekins, baby. No, no, I don't, but you can keep saying that. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. With Mexicans? No, I don't. With Costa Ricans? Gypsies. Argentinians? Gypsies. Brazilians? Gypsies. El Salvadorians? Gypsies. Guatemalans? I don't give a rat's ass about anybody Iowa. but gypsies. Yeah, well, especially if they're from uh, Puerto Rico. I don't care. Puerto Rican gypsies, he hates. I don't hates. care. Gypsies. The first significant poll since the flap over Barack Obama's former pastor erupted this month shows the Reverend Jeremiah Wright's comments have not damaged Obama's prospects to take the Democratic nomination. His opponent, Hillary Clinton, meanwhile, sees her highest negative ratings yet. In the NBC Wall Street Journal poll released yesterday, the two candidates remain tied among voters. The journal reports Democratic pollster Peter Hart, who conducts the journal NBC polls with Republican pollster Bill McInturf, called the latest poll a mythbuster that showed the pastor controversy is not the beginning of the end for the Obama campaign. But both Democrats, and especially New York Senator Clinton, are showing wounds from their prolonged increasingly bitter nomination contest, which could weaken the ultimate nominee for the general election, showdown against insane McCain of Arizona. Even among women who are the base of Senator Clinton's support, she's now viewed negatively by more voters than positively for the first time in a journal NBC poll. How do you like that? It's they said. The latest survey has the Democratic rivals in a dead heat, each with 45% from registered Democratic voters. That's a slight improvement for Senator Obama, though a statistically insignificant one, from the last journal NBC poll two weeks ago, which had Swillery ahead 47 to 43. Now it's 45 and 45, even Stephen. While Senator Clinton still leads among white Democrats, the red shrank to 8 points, 49 to 41% from 12 in early March. That seems to refute widespread speculation and fears among Senator Obama's backers that he would lose white support for his bid to be the nation's first African-American president over the controversy surrounding his former pastor, the Reverend Jeremiah Wright, Jr. of Chicago. No relation to Joe Marsh, Jr. or Ray Fisher, Jr. As expected, one of the last two Democratic major candidates saw a downturn in the latest NBC Wall Street Journal poll, but it's not the candidate you'd think. Swillery Clinton is sporting the lowest personal ratings of the campaign. Moreover, her 37% positive rating is the lowest the NBC Wall Street Journal poll has recorded since March 2001, two months after she was elected to the U.S. Senate from New York. 37% positive rating. Not good, Swillery. The poll was conducted Monday and Tuesday this week by Hart McInturf and surveyed 700 registered voters, gives the poll a margin of error, plus Maso minus 3.7%. In addition, it says we oversampled African Americans in order to get a more reliable crosstab on many of the questions we asked in this poll regarding Senator Obama's speech on race and overall response to last week's Reverend Jeremiah Wright dust-up. On that issue specifically, 32% of people said he sufficiently addressed the issue. 26% of these people said he believes uh, they believe he needs to address the right controversy further. 31% of the voters surveyed didn't see the speech or had no opinion. Interestingly, of those voters who said they saw the speech, 47% said Obama sufficiently addressed the right issue. 37% said he needs to address it for further, like an envelope. By the way, chicken neck your checks in the mail, okay? Don't bother me. Oh, I think the uh, alarm is over. You hear that beep? It's that solid like... <laughs> Among whites, 45% were satisfied with Obama's explanation. 38% were not. Among blacks, 67% said the speech was sufficient. 25% wanted him to address it further. Overall, 55% of voters told us they were disturbed by Reverend Jeremiah Wright videos that circulated so widely on cable TV and the Internet on YouTube and elsewhere. They were disturbed. But never let You know, a lot of what he said was true, but then again, don't say that. Nope. About GD America and stuff like that. Now, I mean, we're killing all these innocent people and uh, polluting the world and doing all sorts of grotesque and barbaric things. But don't say that, especially during a political campaign. Don't say the truth. That's the last thing you ought to be saying. 
So, in other words, in a half an hour or, or more, we're going to be giving away that thing. I mean, I've never that seen anything correct. so difficult to do. It. In other words, he's the one that answers the phone and there's nobody else who can or, do or, it. Or Roly, and they're both in the promotions meeting. Oh, Roly, he's still there? I thought he was like yeah. paying them to work there now. Close. Is that what you told me? He's not yes. paying them? That's right. Poor baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to go over 200 votes, and this uh, poll, this new poll, just went under like a what, about 10.05, 10.10? Yeah, about that. Wow. That is shocking. That's staggering. We're going to go over 200 in the first hour, and then Chris is going to get up on the tabletop and dance naked there on, on top of the no. counter. And George is going to go right back to the tea room and have some real serious problems. <laughs> Wouldn't you get violently ill if Chris did that? Uh, I would think about it, yeah. 198 votes on here. Aside from sex, what feels best? Huge dump, 58. I'll tell you, one thing that feels really good is knowing that next January 21, unless we have some kind of a coup, that this bozo... The violence caused by Shia extremists. ...is going to be gone. And once he's gone, huge dump, 58. He makes me want to take a huge dump. Back massage, 37. Going back to sleep, 23. Foot massage, 12. Good workout, 11. Clean sheets, 9. Scalp massage, 8. Scratching an itch, 8. Jumping into water on a hot day, 8. Shower after hard work, 7. Cracking the back or neck, 4. How about your knuckles? Ooh. Already You're always dead. doing on the air, which I right. find really grotesque. Oh, by the way, the alarm is over, the test. Woo, all right. Sinus is finally draining, 4. I'm draining over here, and the sinus is 2. Campfire on a cold night, 3. Chiropractic adjustment, 2. Jacuzzi, 2. Ears popping open, 1. That's my vote. Only 1. I guess they don't find it as enjoyable. Maybe they don't get their ears plugged up all the time like we do. Or at least I do. Yeah, uh, mine do. What? Mine do. What? <laughs> everybody's ears get plugged yeah, Sure. Right. Sauna, 1. Acupuncture, none. Why would acupuncture... I mean, I've never done it. But why would that feel so good? 202 votes, Chris, man. You're off and running today. I think 3 million is within our sights. Uh, you know, maybe only 2 million. 202. We are just smoking. That's more votes than Footsie gets on that poll. He's still doing what's the best burger in town, by the way. Is it Royal Castle? Is it, um, what, what a burger? Is it, uh, Goofy Burger? I, I don't know. He, he's just a goofy guy, I guess. I don't know what the story is with him. Now, when's mm. the next trend coming out? Mm. You don't know? I guess during the break, I better Google it, huh? Right. So we know, so we have advanced warning. You can write it on the calendar like we always do, because Clarence don't tell us anything. He's probably nervous about when the next trend comes out, especially after what happened to us in January. The whole station got walloped. We had a great November, uh, sensational December, and then all of a sudden January, it's like, oh, gee, we don't want to hear them anymore. Of course, no more dolphins, you know. That must be it. No more dolphins. We love the dolphins. They really suck, you know, like that. And we got that uh, dolphin infomercial every night, which, of course, is like the kiss of death. <laughs> Biggest name. Seven dinner time, baby. Have a good dinner and then come back to the VA. 560 QAM. And it's gonna keep me on On a winning streak My muscles bulge so much Can't get enough I've got a giant head And such 
Excellent. Good reading. All right. It's 1101 at 560 WQM. All these hostile, bitter people. Bah! Bah! I like that. That's South Florida for you, baby. I see Brandon is gone. He's disappeared. I guess he bailed out probably because he knows that Josh Cordes is going to be filling in for you most of next week. And he's uh, he don't want to be around for that. That must be. That must be his form of protest. Also, the Miami Palm Tree guy didn't respond when I wrote to Get a Life, which is the way exactly I feel about people who want to tell me what I should do, where I should go. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's one thing if somebody says, hey, here's a great restaurant you might want to try, you know, like that um, uh, famous uh, kosher deli or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But it's another thing. Oh, you, well, you should. Don't even go home when you come down next time. Get in the cab and go to the uh, Ritz-Carlton Hotel. Yeah, get lost. You go to the Ritz-Carlton, Okay. You go over there and see Gianni Versace and, uh, what's his name, Andy Cunanan. Gianni. Yeah, Gianni Versace. See if he's still got the binoculars laying up there on the roof where he was checking out all the uh, hot young guys on the beach. I want that one. I want this one. Uh, like ordering from a menu, you know. <laughs> Great work if you can get it. No, I agree. Oh, baby. Get me up uh, on the roof. Then I'll go down to South Beach in the Versace yeah. mansion. Well, that could be you. Yeah, right. By the same mansion. Waiting, oh, this is more on that, uh, this makes me sick to my stomach. Waiting into a church day fight, a powerful Florida tax commission decided yesterday to ask voters if the state should become the first in the nation to remove constitutional language that clearly prohibits spending public money directly or indirectly on religious institutions. On a 17 to 7 vote, the Taxation and Budget Reform Commission placed on the November ballot an amendment to replace the state constitution's wide-ranging no aid to religion provision with the following. Individuals or entities may not be barred from participating in public programs because of religion. Opponents warned that the language is unclear, that it provides state sanction for religion to be taught at taxpayer expense, and that the measure could go too far by requiring public money to be spent on religious vendors. They just won't stop. The Getskis won't stop. Leave us alone. No, we won't do it. They won't stop. Just like my neighbor over there. Leave us alone, honey. In fact, if I was here, I'd be getting real excited because it's already Thursday. Only a couple of days until Saturday night when she can go to bed and get all excited because the next day is Sunday. And she's going to get ready to go to church. Oh, I'm so excited I can't sleep. I got insomnia for the Lord. I got insomnia for Jesus. Supporters say the measure is necessary in light of a 2004 state appeal court ruling that struck down a school voucher case. Supporters of the proposal say that court decision based on the Constitution's no-aid clause endangered numerous other programs that receive state money from Baptist hospitals that help Medicaid patients to students attending religious universities to Florida's massive universal pre-K program subsidizing programs for all four-year-olds. 
But Commissioner Les Miller, a Baptist deacon and former state senator, described the parade of horribles ticked off by P Commissioner Patricia Levesque as an exaggeration. He noted that none of the programs she listed has been challenged in court. That scare tactic shouldn't carry any weight, he said. The only program that was endangered was the first voucher measure pushed by then-Governor Fat-Ass Jeb Bush, for whom Patricia Levesque worked as education policy advisor. Though the appeals court ruled against the program due to the no-aid provision, 80% of the schools uh, getting voucher money were religious. The state Supreme Court canceled the program based on another section of the state constitution calling for uniform and free public schools, ducking the no-aid issue entirely. The no-aid language was added to the state constitution in 1868 as anti-Catholic bias swept the nation and other states followed. Florida's no-aid provision served multiple rewrites, survived multiple rewrites and reviews of the Constitution, though anti-Catholic bigotry or any other religious discrimination was absent from the legislative records. But a beep, but a boop, but a bop. It's very simple, it seems to me, you know. Yeah. I'm not giving any tax money for a bunch of getchkis. That, that's what it boils down to. No tax money for getchkis. If the getchkis right. want to spend their tax dollars on all this crap, well, fine, go ahead. Otherwise... Right. Screw you. It's not enough that they have a tax-free business. No, they need to uh, That's right. Tax-exempt. Big, right. big business, yeah. baby. Yeah. That's not good enough. i got to open the door. The alarm's over. Beep. Beep. Oh. Beep. You do that well, we can write you out. Well, I didn't tell you. I went on the other side of the door. Yeah, turn me out. walking. How's Chris's poll coming? We're getting a phenomenal response. That's a good poll. <laughs> 234. Wow. And a huge dump is uh, winning is winning the day with 66 votes. Aside from sex, what feels best? A huge, satisfying dump right in your pants, right there in the middle of Main Street, man, with everybody looking on a crowded, hot July day, on a steamy, hot, humid day. This story, and I've been telling you this for years, but, of course, nobody cares anymore because only us old farts even remember Bobby Kennedy. Forty years later, after Democratic rising star Robert F. Kennedy was killed at a Los Angeles hotel during his presidential run, new evidence suggests the man serving a life sentence for his murder did not fire the shots that killed the charismatic senator. Forensic scientists met at a conference in Connecticut this week to discuss their independent findings that cast serious doubt on the Robert Kennedy assassination. Sirhan Sirhan is serving a life sentence in Kennedy's death, but the conference presenters argue he could not have fired the fatal shot that killed Kennedy. One investigator, Dr. Robert Joling, has studied the Kennedy assassination for nearly four decades. He determined the fatal shots came from behind Kennedy, while Sirhan Sirhan was four to six feet in front of the senator and never got close enough to shoot him from behind, NBC affiliate reports. Analysis by another forensics engineer, Philip Van Prague, of a Canadian journalist tape recording known as the Przinsky recording, determined that 13 shots were fired while Kennedy was killed, although Sirhan's gun held only eight bullets. This suggests that a second shooter was involved in the assassination, or maybe God fired the other five. I don't know. Maybe it was like a uh, immaculate uh, contraception. Right. Van Prague's analysis led him to conclude that a second gun was fired, matched the type owned by one of the security guards in Kennedy's entourage. When that security guard was asked about owning the gun at first, he admitted, yes, I own that kind of a gun, but I got rid of it two months before the assassination. Correspondent Amy Parmeter said on MSNBC Wednesday, it turns out upon further investigation, in fact, he did not get rid of the gun until five months after the shooting. Of course, you can see where we're going with this. The security guard was, in fact, behind Senator Kennedy when the fatal shot was fired. How do you like that? Security guard, my ass. A big target. Yeah. Needed one New York week. City train collision, two Long Island... Uh, Trains hit slightly. Eastbound Long Island Railroad. It's an accident, but nobody got hurt. Has derailed this at the Jamaica station. 
Uh, the New York City Fire Department says two trains may have actually bumped each other, causing as many as 20, 20 minor injuries. Yeah, man. It was an accident and a few people got hurt, but nothing major, so nobody got hurt. Don't forget, go see Georgia Gulfstream tomorrow, 10 to 2, and give them some tips. Bring them a bunch of dope and a bunch of money. Bring them a big bag of money. Bring them about 10 grand. That, that would be very nice. Play, you know, or, or, or dope. The, you know, I don't want to be choosing. Playing the slots all day, man. Play the $5 Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, all day? All day. Well, if they bring you enough money. That's that's true. I mean, with the money you got. Now, now I'm sure that <laughs> there must be two coin jobs. Now, you haven't checked those out. No. Too bad we don't have a cordless mic, because tomorrow would be really fascinating during the 10 to noon when I'm going to be here. I would like to uh, have a cordless mic. Yeah, and then you could, like, wander around. You could describe mm -hmm. to me what they got. I'm sure that they must, because they have all new machines. Well, I, that... I went to the casino, the, the, the real casino upstairs, you know, because they have the slot machines in various places along there. The, the place is huge, palatial, as you uh, can imagine. And they have everything imaginable upstairs in the name of uh, slot machines. Really? Yeah. Blazing sevens? I, I, you know, I didn't uh, take pictures or take notes. How about notes, flaming yeah. sevens? Flaming. Sure. Just for you. Gay. Yeah. I should. I should take pictures. I'll take pictures. Yeah, take some pictures, man, mm -hmm. and put them on our uh, website. Sounds like a plan. Which reminds me, during this break, I better go put my camera in my little bag That's in my right. sack. That's right. You take some pictures. Of what? Of whatever. And 246 on votes on Chris's uh, poll. Boy, this is really uh, staggering today. We're off, we're off to the races. It's just so to speak. Now, can I do this uh, giveaway now or what? Not yet. Why is it that everything we do on this station is such a major project? Why, why it, is it that it, it even like wiping your ass is like you a could, rocket You could science. do it this why way. You could wait because we've only got three hours to go. I mean, you could give it away, but they'll just be ringing. Yeah, they'll be ringing. Nobody's going to be answering the right. phone, and then the right, people will right. be really porked on. Oh, what kind, of a con what a kind of a bogus contest is right. this? I mean, you know, it's not a contest, but. So we could do it now or, or later, you see. It's all the same to some of us. I just don't want to forget about it. That's I'm not gonna. It's right here in I'm, front of I'm me. I'm trying to be like uh, on top of the on top of the game. Ah, come on, haven't you adjusted As to this place to you yet? You who are a slacker, you've turned into a slacker because you've been working for, with, uh, uh, with Josh Cordes so long. That's the I've problem. Acclimated to my atmosphere. Josh Cordes, all he knows is, oh, I need some money to get laid and get drunk. I want to get laid and get drunk. So give me a thousand dollars. I want to well, go to the Keys. I want to go to Vegas. I want to get I, laid. I don't hit and you up drunk. for money so I can get laid and get drunk. That's I do those. all he knows, That's baby. Right. Life is a big drunken orgy. That's right. Eleven sixteen at five sixty WQM. Happy Thursday to you, boy. It's a great day. I don't know what it is, but I feel like there's something really in the air. Mm, yeah, well, there's a smell of food in the air now, so that's what? good. 
there's the smell of food in the air. Oh, is the food from the downtowner come in? Yeah. It's here already? It's here already. They're uh, serving it up, uh, heating it up, doing things to it. Excellent. Thank them profusely. Give them all they the big They brought a lot of meat, me. they said. So what's the story? Are we going to give away that certificate now or not? <laughs> oh, well, you know, sooner or later that meeting's got to end, you know? I mean, that's I what you think. That that's, that's, that's what you think. Parcel. Why? That's Why? What do you parcel, what if a lot of people at QN yeah, do is yeah. they go to meetings all day long. They don't accomplish Why? anything. They don't do any real work. They just go to meetings. Why would and you then they have that? meetings to decide when the next meetings are going to be. I'm going to have some wine on an empty stomach now. Good. That should be really good. <laughs> In fact, that will explode. You'll be running back to the uh, to be rejoicing over and over again. You'll be rejoicing all day like it's a holiday. That's right. Like it's Ooh, this is good wine. Is it really? They didn't bring Try the, the uh, they didn't so bring what the swill. What, what they no, bring nothing the yet. Air? They're fixing it up. Really? Yeah, with their fingers. It's going to be extra tasty. Mm. They're sticking their fingers in your meat. Mm-hmm. Wow. A spokesman for the Baghdad security plan. This is this is the best. This should give you a really good idea of what a great grip we've got. Speaking of uh, fingers in your meat, a great grip we have on things in Iraq. A spokesman for the Baghdad security plan, Tashin Al Shikli, was kidnapped from his Baghdad home by armed men today. <laughs> An interior ministry official told the AP that three of the spokesman's bodyguards were killed. I wonder if the twins from Godfather Three were the bodyguards. Are they as good as they look? Yeah. The official spoke on condition of anonymity because he wasn't authorized to release the information. The official said cheekly, a Sunni who often appeared with U.S. military and embassy officials at news conferences to tout the successes of the crackdown that began in Baghdad and surrounding areas more than a year ago, was abducted from his home in Baghdad's Al-Amin neighborhood around 2.30 p.m., 11.30 GMT. Armed men stormed his home at a time when there were clashes in his neighborhood, a security official with the interior ministry said. They burned his home, stole two cars and weapons before fleeing with him. Well... He's the uh, spokesman for the security plan, and they kidnapped his ass. Well, not too good. It's like the security guards got kidnapped or something like that. Or they got shot. Or maybe the security guard killed Bobby Kennedy. You see, that's the problem. These things, uh, you know, they, they finally start unraveling years and years later. When most of the people who are living at that point don't care, don't know what it's all about. They wouldn't know Bobby Kennedy if he walked into their living room right now, you know. I mean, he was no John McCain. But, but then who is? He was no Dick Nixon. I have a feeling we're going to get like 45 million votes on this poll today. I mean, I'm going Good. to give away that certificate in a few minutes, so Flea better get back there in his little box. You ever see a flea in a box? Not lately. 265 votes on the poll. It's award-winning. It's not bad. Nice going there, Sean, in Hollywood. Thank you very much. We appreciate it more than you'll ever know. A vast hunk of floating ice has broken away from the Antarctic Peninsula, threatening the collapse of a much larger ice shelf behind it in a development that has shocked climate scientists. Oh. Satellite images show that about 160 square miles of the Wilkins Ice Shelf has been lost since the end of last month, leaving the ice interior now hanging by a thread. The collapsing shelf suggests that climate change could be forcing change much more quickly than scientists had predicted. The ice shelf is hanging by a thread, said Professor David Vaughn. Of the oh, by the way, Brandon is back, thank God. Thank you, Brandon. He's back. He didn't deserve us. He desert us. He's just getting ready to attack uh, Cordes next week. And deservedly so, by the way. Slacker. Slacker. Drunk. The ice shelf is hanging by a thread, said Professor David Vaughn of the British Atlantic Survey, Antarctic Survey, the BAS. We'll know in the next few days or weeks what its fate will be. The Wilkins Shelf covers an area of 5,600 square miles. It is not protected by just a thin thread of ice between two islands. 
Vaughn was a member of the team that predicted in 1993 that global warming could cause the Wilkins Shelf to collapse within 30 years. About 30, man. The shedding of peripheral floating ice shelves has occurred elsewhere on the peninsula, allowing island ice to move, inland ice to move toward the sea and cause rising sea levels. Pretty soon you're going to hear a voice. It's going to be your own voice, and you're going to be screaming. I'm dying over here. Some areas of the frozen continent have been cooler in recent years, have added ice to accumulated snowfall. This year... The thin floating layer of sea ice that forms each austral winter and fades in the summer has in fact been larger than usual in contrast to the Arctic. But in other parts, such as the West Antarctic ice sheet, ice is being lost to the sea. Oh, sheet. Climate scientists around Antarctica were taken by surprise by the new find. Wilkins is the largest ice shelf on the Antarctic Peninsula. They have to be threatened, Vaughn said. I didn't expect to see things happen this quickly. We predicted it would happen, but it's happened twice as fast as we predicted. The retreat of the shelf was first spotted from satellite data by Ted Scambos, a glaci- glaciologist at the University of Colorado. Did you ever know there was such a thing as a glaciologist? I do now. Wow. He alerted the BAS, which sent an aircraft to assess the extent of damage. Jim Elliott, who filmed part of the breakup, said it was awesome. We flew along the main crack and observed the sheer scale of movement from the breakage. Big chunks of ice the size of small houses look as though they've been thrown around like rubble. It's like an explosion. The Antarctic Peninsula, which stretches north from the frozen continent toward South America, has experienced unprecedented warming over the past 50 years. Six other ice shelves have already been lost entirely. But the Wilkins Shelf is farther south than other ice that's retreated, so it should be better protected by colder temperatures. Vaughn said it's bigger than any ice shelf we've seen retreating before, and in the long term could be a taste of other things to come. It's another indication of the impact that climate change is having on a region. Of course, we know according to some of the uh, Nazis out there that there is no such thing as climate change. Some of the Nazis like Rupert Murdoch. That's right. And that moron, the weather guy on, uh, what's his name? Rob Marciano on CNN. Oh, but he's so hot, and we think that he's... Yeah, yeah right. He's about as hot as the Arctic ice shelf, Rob Marciano. Ask me our weather guy. So how long do we have before we die, before we're flooded? Oh, a few minutes. About oh. 30, man. I think, I think it would be a good idea to play that... Um... Tonight we are a country awakened to danger and called to defend freedom. Called to defend freedom. No, that's not what I wanted. I wanted to... Just a reminder for our radio listeners that the end of the world is going to come next Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. And the Department of Health has requested homeowners to unplug all electrical appliances, turn off radios and TV sets, and disconnect gas stoves and furnaces. The post office recommends that you mail early in the day. And for those with automobiles, alternate side of the street parking will be suspended. That's the end of the world next Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. Mark it down. All right. Mark it on your wrist. Or just get a little tattoo on your wrist would be a good idea. Aside from sex, what feels best? A huge dump is winning hands down your pants. 78. How's the food, by the way? Got any food yet, or are they still... I'm smelling it. It just smells great. They're assembling it. Heating it. Wow. Huge dump, 78. Back massage, 49. Going uh, back to sleep, 26. Good workout, 16. Foot massage, 16. Shower after a hard work, 13. Jumping in the water on a hot day, 13. Scratching an itch, 11. Clean sheets, 11. Scalp massage, 10. Campfire on a cold night, especially with marshmallows and weenies. Marshmallows on a stick. Boy, how many years it's been since I ever had that? In fact, I haven't had marshmallows. I don't see them anymore. Do you ever eat marshmallows? Yeah, when you're, you know... You know what's really good? What are those orange, they're orange candies. They're like marshmallows. They're called circus peanuts. Is that what those are called? Yes. You know what I mean, don't you? Oh, yeah. They're addictive. You'll die. Those are awesome. Stay away from them. Now, I haven't, well, where am I going to find them? I'm not going to see them. I ain't going to tell you. 
Circus penis? Peanuts? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you've, heard, you've heard of the center pole on the big top, right? Campfire in a cool night six. Jacuzzi six. Cracking in the back of her neck five. Sinus is finally draining five. Well, there's nothing like an orange peanut. A penis peanut. Ears popping open four. Well, we're starting to get some action there. Maybe their ears popped. A chiropractic adjustment two, sauna two, and acupuncture still don't have any out of 275. Boy, by noon you'll be way over 300. Aren't you pretty thrilled about this and excited and all so uh, goosey about it? Or are you Extremely. all looked up about the food that they're going to be serving any minute? It definitely. Very looked up. Ribs, steak. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Other things. I'm pretty P.O. that I'm here. Aren't they going to send any up here? Yeah, yeah it's be little, probably be a little on, mongy, on the mungy side by the time it gets here. I'm excited about that famous uh, kosher deli place. Now, do you think maybe they'll send food to my house if I come down this weekend? They'll like cater and yeah. What we could talk about them in the middle of the spot if you want. That'd be even better. Do what? Do what? <laughs> yeah, do what? What did he just say, Chris? I said you could talk about the famous in the middle of the spot for these people too if you want. That ought to be better. You're a bastard. Right now on Access Hollywood. Former Beatle Paul McCartney is staying big time to settle his divorce with Heather Mills. A London judge awarded Mills $48.6 million. Paul, what did you say when you heard the settlement? No, 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 no. That's a lot of money. Help, I need somebody. Help. When the two of you met, what were the first words out of her mouth? Give me your money. You're kidding. And you didn't get a prenup? When did you fall in love with her? Saw her standing there. I get it. She's got one leg. Funny. Something in the way she moves. <laughs> Paul, you haven't lost your sense of humor. Any words for Heather? What did you learn from this experience? Anything you want to say to your fans? Well, that's a really mature Zen attitude. You gotta admit, though, Heather's a skanky one-legged hoe. It's 11:32 at 5:60 WQM. I don't see what the uh, connection is between the downtowner and the uh, famous kosher deli. What's that? They're connected? Are, are they like uh, in competition with each other? Isn't one in no, Dayton, one's no. in Broward? Isn't one in Kosher Deli? And the other one's busting your balls. Seafood and steaks. Yeah, that's right. Just busting up here. balls. That's George's new deal now. Getting laid, getting stoned, and busting my balls. Just fanook over there. Yeah, well, screw you. <laughs> How, so you dig yeah, it? Yeah, I'm eating now. they got so many kinds of meat here, I don't even know where to start. Now, it's already 11.32. It would seem to me that that uh, meeting, promotions, that meeting? promotions meeting should be over yeah, by now. Yeah, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Who knows? Hey, Chris, do you want to go check it out? I don't know. Hey, Josh Flores sure. just poked his head in the door. No, I'm sure. Of course he just poked his head in the door because there's free food there. Are you kidding me? He wants checks from me. Right. He wants free food. He wants to hop up anything he can. Right. In the meantime, he don't want to do nothing what a for us or anybody. He thinks life is just a handout. We spoiled him on this show. I That's got a meat boy here. It's bigger than your head. Yeah. That's great. And? And I got some flat steak. And I got some ribs, flat iron. Flat iron steak. Iron steak, sorry. Mm. And some ribs. Yeah. Some sliced Cuban. Sliced Mark Cuban, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and the uh, motions meeting is still going on. Oh, oh my God. Mm. Mm-mm. It's so scary. It really is. They, they, they just have a meeting all day long. They right. don't do a damn thing. All they do is have a well, meeting. Well, they're trying to figure out how to get people to listen to the sports show. Oh, yeah, that's right. We get 45 more sports stations. It's going to bring a lot more people to sports talk. a lot of conversation to figure that one out. If we had 6,000 more sports mm-hmm. talk stations... It's going to bring a whole lot more it. people to sports talk, or cause a whole lot more people right. to like take their radio and throw it in the right. toilet, or give up and put some real programming on. Right. A Florida congressman who suggested that someone other than Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama could end up with the Democratic nomination at this summer's convention ramped up speculation that Al Gore might step in to save the Democratic Party. Now is trying to revise those remarks. I've been misquoted, Representative Tim Mahoney, Democrat of Florida, told MSNBC yesterday, explaining that while it's possible for the former vice president to snag the nomination, the option is not being seriously considered. The question to me was whether or not there could be a brokered convention, and the answer to that is yes, Mahoney continued. This is not new to American politics. It's important that people understand that I'm not advocating Al Gore. Anybody else be that person. Mahoney's interview with the South Florida newspaper appeared on the Fudge Report and Raw Story and generated some speculation online, but Mahoney said the focus at this point should remain on the race between Swillery and Obama. If the nomination process goes into the convention, don't be surprised if somebody different at the top of the ticket, Mahoney said during a meeting with the paper's editorial board. He mentioned Gore as a possible outside entrant to the race, Fat Al. He maintained that the possibility in the interview with MSNBC, but he said he wasn't speaking on Gore's behalf nor implying anything more than the way a party convention works. If it goes into that environment, there's no clear candidate, and after the first vote, nobody emerges. The way the process works is that they're going to be looking at trying to broker a solution between two primary candidates or potentially a third candidate, he said. But a beep, but a boop, but a bop. But he didn't really mean it, and uh, shut up and uh, go back and eat your, your Cheerios or whatever. Eat your flat stick. a giant meatball. A giant meatball? Yeah, that's great. Has it got, like, sauce? Oh, yeah, two kinds of sauce, white and red. Really? Mm-hmm. Very what do you like, the white soup or the red soup? I don't want to choose. Remember Po' Boys? We never talk about choose. that place anymore. Po' Boys. Right. Are they out of business? It's a place for real, not just make-believe rednecks, but real rednecks. Not just people that eat, like, biscuits and gravy at Hardee's. Those are, like, make-believe rednecks, but real. That's, that's like the difference between people that eat real home and tosh-knit for them or the ones that eat the old square triangles. The old triangular triangles. Mm-hmm. Those old hard rocks. Oh, my God. They're glorified cookies. So I feel pretty, although they do have Homantashin on the menu with the uh, famous, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just interested in that place. The menu looked really spectacular. In fact, I got it over here. Do you want me to read it again? Yeah. Do it in the middle Are we going to do that spot. giveaway or what? Is, is Flea going to come in there when that meeting is finally over? Couldn't he take like five, five well, seconds out? Do you know how long it's going to take to give away that thing? Like maybe your, two minutes. Your, your priorities are all out of whack. No, they're his priorities about, are all out of whack. What's on the air is what's important, not some stupid-ass meeting right. with a bunch of pretenders sitting around like we're pretending we promote on this station. Which One of these don't. days you'll figure out where you are. Oh, I, I don't want to do this, that. This very I important thing that. that you're doing right now is yeah. an impediment. An impediment to what? To their good time? To their, 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 their job. Well, the interesting part of it is you guys are getting the good food. That's right. Very good food. i got nothing to complain about. Well, there you go. They're probably in there eating some stale... Uh, no, they're not eating nothing. Knowing that flea. 296 on the pool. Like I said, you're going to be way over 300 by noon on a pool that we started after 10 this morning. That is staggering, boys and girls. Yep. In the MSNBC debate, if McCain had showed up to the Senate more, would he have avoided economy flip-flop? Since the presidential campaign began last year, no remaining candidate has been more absent from their day job than Senator Insane John McCain. 
He's missed more than half the votes in the Senate since January of last year. One MSNBC host is wondering whether the media-friendly GOP presidential candidate isn't getting a pass from the national press and if McCain would have a better grasp on the issues if he'd bother to show up more often. McCain has missed votes on everything from consumer product safety to the economy to defense for aid for injured vets, and yet the media seem to just let it pass by as they obsess only over Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, MSNBC's Dan Abrams said Tuesday, noting a report that McCain has missed 56% of Senate votes. Abrams tied the absenteeism to McCain shifting views of the U.S. economy, noting the senator said in January he thought everything would be fine. He thought it would... Oh, we're fine. Before saying this week, he agreed with Alan Greenspan's assessment that the economic trouble the country is facing is worse than any point since WW2. The bottom line is if Obama or Clinton had made this kind of flip-flop on the economy, this would be a story plastered everywhere, Abrams said, and almost nobody is talking about it. McCain trailed only Senator Tim Johnson, Democrat of South Dakota, and absenteeism since the beginning of last year, and Johnson spent most of last year recovering from a brain hemorrhage. You see the uh, correlation there? I see a tremendous connection. I see a real strong concoction. What makes it so ironic is McCain talks about his experience. So what experience does he have from last year or so? I asked Democratic strategist Margie O'Meara, a guest at Abrams' show. He's not serving the people of Arizona. He's not brushing up on the economy. He just said that he's not smart enough for this whole home mortgage business, and he's not brushing up on the conflict of the war in Iraq. Despite the lackluster performance since last year, McCain's lifetime attendance record is fairly solid. Rock solid. He's missed 11% of votes since 1987. He's nowhere near as missing from the Senate as Senator John Kerry was four years ago when he missed 72% of votes in 2003 and 2004. Swillery has missed 27% of Senate votes while Obama missed 37. MSNBC's Dan Abrams reports that McCain has missed more votes than any other healthy senator since January of last year. Insane McCain. You know, maybe it's not all that bad, you know. When you're dealing with That's a crazy right. guy like that, who's running around singing stupid songs and acting like a lunatic, who never met a word didn't like, and now he's saying, well, Iran's got nukes, Iran's got nukes. You want more lunacy, man. You want more wars. You want more dead Americans. You want more uh, trillions of dollars flushed down the toilet than vote for John McCain, by all means. How he's got any support beats the hell out of me. Maybe they like that puffed-up cheek. Do you think that does it for him? Does it for me. Maybe he could be dancing on, with, on, on Dancing with the Stars. He and Jason Taylor could be dancing cheek to cheek. Why, why do people care about that show, about that crap? I don't know, just to piss you off, I guess. About celebrities dancing? I mean, well, what is that? What would, uh, filler material. So anyways, uh, speaking of filler material, Rolly's here now. So uh, if you want to do that thing. Oh, I can do it right now. Do it. Do it now. Caller number five wins a $50 gift certificate to the historic downtown at 10 South New River Drive, east in Fort Lauderdale. Call her number 5 at 1-800-227-0560. And in uh, 20 minutes at noon, we'll be doing our uh, our uh, half-price deal with the downtowner. Call her number 5 right now, 1-800-227-0560. All right. A bitch named Joy said no fart noise. Took away our sound effects toys. Gave up, haven't farted since then. She wants to assassinate the only show that gets the bills paid. Gave up, haven't parted since then. Well, she'll do anything it takes to defend and validate the behavior of corporate retrobates. Gave up, haven't parted since then. Huh? She'll go as far as suing herself to make our life a stinking hell. Gave up. Haven't bought it since then. No. 
Don't do this and don't say that Unless you're a hardcore sport hole fan Gave up, haven't bought it since then Well, what floats in the toilet bowl Is what she knows about radio She wants to destroy our show Gave up, haven't bought it since then Oh my god Gave up, haven't bought it since then Oh my god 14 till noon, so Geldy was on against us uh, a day or two ago, whatever the hell it was, for George Jorge Sedano. That's what they said. Wow. How can we uh, compete with stiff competition like that? Might as well just throw it in. Yeah, just mail it in, baby. 314 votes on Chris's poll. He ought to be just uh, ecstatic. So I'm so happy. Fat, so what are you eating? Uh, had some of the steak, had some of the ribs, had some of the Cuban, had some of the meatball, had some of the uh, wonton. Some of the Cuban what? It's a Cuban sandwich? Cuban sandwich, yeah. Oh. You know, it's your favorite, pork. Mmm. And what was the last oh. thing you had on there after the hey, uh, uh, tuna wonton, I believe is what it was. Seared tuna wonton. Mmm. And any dessert, maybe? I should hope not. I hope not, also. In other words, they're not done? And we got some wine. Mmm. <laughs> well, good. Sounds like a good time for all. We have 13 minutes until noon, and then we'll uh, do our two-for-one deal. 22% of Democratic voters nationwide say that Swillery should drop out of the race. However, the latest Rasmussen Reports National Telephone Survey found an identical number. 22% say that Barack Obama should drop out. A lot of dropouts out there. Like the callers we used to take on this show. Let's take some calls today. No. Come on, Neil. I don't want to. We could. You could punch him up there. No, it's not working today. <laughs> A solid majority of Democrats, 62%, aren't ready for either candidate to leave the race. Nationally, Clinton and Obama are essentially running even among likely Democratic primary voters in the Rasmussen Report's daily presidential tracking poll. 47% of Obama supporters think Swillery should drop out. 38% of Clinton supporters say Obama should drop out. Those who remain undecided are a bit more likely to suggest Obama should leave, but it's worth noting that less than half Obama supporters say Clinton should withdraw, less than half of Clinton supporters say Obama should withdraw, and less than half the undecided voters say either should withdraw this time. Boy, this is really something. Talk about sending in the numbers. Clinton leads Obama in Pennsylvania, while Obama leads Clinton in North Carolina. New polling released today shows that both candidates have lost ground in Missouri to Republican John McCain over the last month. Wow. Interestingly, Republicans are more eager to see Clinton drop out rather than Obama. 41% of Republican voters say the former first lady should withdraw, while just 24% say the same about Obama. Among unaffiliated voters, 30% say Swillery should drop out, while 25% say the same about Obama. 6% of Democrats would like both of them to drop out of the race, the both of them. The National Telephone Survey also found that 85% of all Democrats and 87% of all voters believe it's at least somewhat likely the Democratic nomination will stay unresolved until the Democratic nomination in August. 52% of all Democrats believe a decision at the convention is very likely. No way. You believe that? I don't. After she loses, after she gets walloped to North, regardless of Pennsylvania, after she gets walloped to North Carolina and Indiana, uh, she'll have to drop out. She'll be done. 47% of all voters say that Obama would be the stronger general election candidate against McCain. 35% say Swillery would provide the bigger challenge. Among Democratic voters, 47% say Obama would be the stronger candidate. 42% say Swillery. Both Democrats currently trail McCain nationally in the Rasmussen Report's presidential daily tracking poll. Wow. That is scary. 
54% of all voters say that Obama's likely to win the nomination. 24% Swillery's the likely nominee. 22% are like, eh, I don't know. Among Democrats, 52% say Obama is going to win it, and 28% say Swillery. 28%. Overall, the race for the White House remains very competitive. The Rasmussen reports shows Democrats leading in states with 200 electoral votes. The GOP's got the advantage in states with 189. When leaners are added, the Democrats lead 247 to 240. A Rasmussen report video analysis notes that while McCain had a great month of March, it takes a good day in November to win the White House. Isn't that clever, huh? A good month of March, don't cut it, it takes a good day in November. Over the past month, McCain has gained ground in misery, Ohio, Michigan, Minnesota, Colorado, New Hampshire, and Pennsylvania. He leads both Democrats in North Carolina, Georgia, and Arkansas. Both Democrats continue to lead in New York, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and California. But a beat, but a boop, but a bop. And the beat goes on. Polls and numbers and bop, 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 bop. And uh, Michelle Obama said this. And Chelsea wouldn't say that. And uh, Yanni and uh, this one's preacher said that. Nothing about who's going to really do anything, you know. When the depression hits and we're all out of work, we're all out on the street corner. Spare some change, mister. Where's John D. Rockefeller with a dime for me? You know, like that. I can see myself in the future, man. Talk about homeless. Really? I told you that. Paco always tells me I dress like homeless. Hmm. I, I tell him I'm practicing. So did he before he met you. No, he didn't. That's one thing I'll say about people who are vain, people who have tremendous vanity, that yeah. even if they're, like, trying to raise two nickels to scrape together, they'll find somebody to get, uh, you know, snappy clothes. You know, I, I don't know how that is. I do. Will they just steal it? Yeah, or something. See, there you go again with that negativity about... Uh, any, it's just the same old crap, man. Never stop. Negativity right, about Chris? what? Anybody who's a friend of mine, anybody oh, I like, true. anybody who's my buddy, I like that's that. Not We're having that's a nice lunch today. I'm going to talk about you at lunch. I'm going to tell him, you know, that, that uh, retarded mm -hmm. spick that works on my show that you uh -huh. talked to that one morning? Mm -hmm. He's not he retarded. He's like poison. And he'll say something in Espanol. Mm -hmm. I make my own living. Que pasa, USA? No, he'll say puta, something mm -hmm. like that. That's what he is, puto. Pluto? Yeah. 326 votes on the poll. Well, I, I'm, I, th I think we made 500 today on a poll that we started during the show. Now, that would be uh, a feather in your crap, you know what? So, I'm, I'm assuming we gave away that certificate, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, every, everything I have to assume because nobody tells me anything. I'm like a oh, mushroom. Yes. I, do like, I do like mushrooms. And you'll be pleased to know it I was down like to 193.2 this morning after... I didn't even give you the number, did I? It was up to no. 196. That is, that's an all-time fat. No, it's not all-time, but certainly... If in in uh, recent uh, if history. For, like the last year and a half. Sure. I was in the 180s most of the time. Uh-huh. I got down to like 181, uh, 182, man. and then it was like in the mid-180s. And, and then you stop getting on the scale for a while and just get fat and sloppy. Are you stress-eating over there? No, I'm not stress-eating. I'm just eating. Well, okay. when you go to a lot of meals, when you go to a lot of restaurants and eat a lot of meals in restaurants, you wind up being fat. I of course, we hope that you'll go to the downtowner and get fat. That's and right. And we'll also go to that other place. I'm not going to mention that building <laughs> anymore because you, no, you're starting to give me a grief about that. <laughs> the guys were in here and they're like, hey, what the hell? What the hell what? What the hell what? I thought he was talking about us. That kind of thing. They just uh, He just raised his eyebrows. The guy, Frankie, he's a good guy. He raised his eyebrows? He did. Because I dared to mention you the uh, famous kosher deli, which has yeah. nothing to do with them. Or uh, you're sitting yeah. there licking your chops and salivating mm -hmm. over the great food they brought you. That's right. I think you're making that crap up. I think you you're just That's right. absolutely, absolutely full of it. Don't forget, go see uh, Absolutely Full of It George tomorrow. Bring him a bag. That's He's right. He's going to need one. Or someone in a bag. At the uh, Gulfstream uh, uh, Racetrack and Casino in Hellendale. 
from 10 to 2. Go out there and say, hey, hi, George, how you doing? And uh, here's a picture of my girlfriend, and you can go have her this weekend. Sweet. You can do all kinds of stuff. And here's a big bag of weed. All right. And here's 20000 to gamble with today at the slots and on the, on the ponies. What a promo. Come by for great horse racing, play a little bit of poker, or maybe hit the slots for a big jackpot, baby. Get the good machine, man. Plus, enjoy some great food and drinks while George gets you all ready for the big Florida Derby at Gulfstream. Now, where exactly are you going to be? I know I ask you this every day, but if people are going to come out the, and see uh, you, the nice. Finish Line Casino, or uh, Is that what they call Finish it? Line Cafe, something like that. As in, you're finished? That's right. That's what Jolly Joe says. You're finished. He's in for a big surprise, man. We're going to be here a long, long time. We're going to be here for uh, at least 20 years. Uh, Wally Phillips was on for 41 years on WGN. So let's see. If I'm going to be on this station for 41 years, that means we've got 31 uh, more to go. So what, I'll be 96? Mm-hmm. Not bad. Maybe I can play that old Neil thing that Phantom Christopher wanted all the time. Remember that? Remember that uh, Phantom uh, Creep? That's right. You I'm pretty sure I know right. who it was. You. Yeah, and then there was Phantom Ugh. Ethan, too. There have been so many Phantoms out of MySpace. MySpace is, uh, you know, fun for the people-minded, basically. I don't want to put it down, knock it like that. we got 1,500 and some odd friends on there, and I use the term very, very loosely. Oh, thanks for the ad. Thanks for the ad. Thanks for the ad. When you come down here, do this and don't do that. And uh... Wow. Yeah, you're meeting the wrong people on there. I, I, I thought I had met a whole bunch of really neat people on there. And well, then they just they disappear, you know. Mm-hmm. What? I said surprise. Surprise what? They weren't neat after oh. all. You can just leave that wine bottle in here, Barney. Four minutes till noon at 560 WQM. Neil's half-price deals are the head of the town. Every week we got another offer with more happy Neil Rogers listeners. And starting in just four minutes, you can buy $50 certificates for a half-price, just 25 bucks, to the sensational downtowner saloon, a Fort Lauderdale landmark, and one of the last great local restaurants downtown. With waterfront dining on the New River, this family-friendly restaurant saloon's got a local-friendly atmosphere and awesome chef specials, including a raw bar and a fantastic all-you-can-eat Sunday brunch as well as all-you-can-eat crab legs on Sunday nights. Try the best seafood around, including crab cakes, fresh grouper, and seared tuna, or try the awesome roasted prime rib or the ribeye. The downtown is a great place to watch your favorite teams, too, during March Madness on their high-definition big screens. They offer you two-for-one drinks Monday through Friday with live entertainment every Wednesday through Saturday. And now, thanks to me, in just about, like, three and a half minutes, you counting? You counting down? Yes, ticket. That's kind of neat on our on that website, on QM.com, where you can actually see how many seconds. Yeah, that's right. At noon, you'll be able to buy $50 certificates for a half price of 25 bucks. The store opens, like I said, in three and a half minutes on WQM.com. But get poised and ready, because once they're gone, they're just gone. They're long gone. The biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Coach Don Schuler. And I sound like Bob Hope on acid. And I want to tell you, it's the 12 to 1 hour, or whatever it is. Still the worst football team The way they played this season Made everybody scream It seems to me that losing Has always been their goal And every game they play in Should be called the Super Bowl And they're the Miami Dolphins Miami Dolphins Miami Dolphins number How many teams in the league? 32 Miami Dolphins Miami Dolphins you're their fan, you'll sing the blues. The Dolphins had Cam Cameron, and one thing that I learned, 
He had the fans all wishing that Nick Saban would return. <laughs> if you think he's a winner, then you have lost your mind. The next thing he'll be coaching is the unemployment line, and they're the Miami Dolphins. Oh my God! Miami Dolphins. Oh, don't, 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 don't. Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? About thirty, man. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. There's something you scrape off your shoes. The Dolphins have John Beck, a rookie quarterback. If you think he's the answer, you must be smoking crack. You know they could have gotten someone good like Brady Quinn. The way they waste their draft picks, it's nothing but a sin. And they're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Their talent scouts don't have a clue. Dolphin games are boring when they're on the radio, and everyone was put to sleep by Jimmy Cephalo. When he is calling play by play, it's the same old tune. And just so Mandich had a job on Sunday afternoons, and they're the right. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? Yeah, Thirty-two. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, I hear the fans begin to snooze. I'm dying over here. Isinga owns the Dolphins, he's hired Bill Parcells. And I don't have to tell you the way the tuna smells. They say he'll solve the problems, I wish him lots of luck. No matter what he tries to do, the team will always suck. And they're the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number, oh what the hell, 32. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, now they're through. Oh, 3 at 560 WQM, we've got more than half the certificates going already, that's a pretty good start. All right. We got a hundred of them, and now we got forty-six left. According to my extrapolation, nice work. Forty-four, 44 like I said. So we sold fifty-six in uh, just a couple of minutes there, and uh, maybe we'll sell all these out. You know, I, I don't know because it seems to me, from what you guys are telling me, and based on the uh, action on our website, it looks like a lot of people are gone. And once they're gone, right? Why would that be? Is it because it's spring break? I uh, maybe. Is it because it's post Easter? It's um. A lot of people on vacation. Maybe people are evacuating because of that ice shelf that's uh, melting. They're evacuating. Huh? I thought yeah. that's what you've been doing. That's what I did Saturday night. I evacuated. Yeah, I might have to. Oh, God. You're right. It's too bad that nobody would read it because I could write a really fascinating book. Not that my life is all that interesting compared to many, but it just, I don't know, a lot of unusual crap happens, if you pardon that expression. A lot of crap. So what do you think, Chris? We're going to sell these out, or what? You're going to embellish and really carry oh, we're on definitely going to sell these out. Yeah, I mean, there's only 41 left. Yeah, I mean, great ribs, just you know, mouth-watering ribs. This great flat iron steak, just cooked medium, very nice. You know, a little bit of pink in the middle. You know, it's just, just great. I mean, you know, a little bit of pink in the middle. Food. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it's always nice to have a little pink in the middle. You know, 41 left is all we got. We sold 59. We got 41 to go. These are 50 dollars certificates. You can get them for 25 bucks. 
There's a lot of buzz this week. Who wrote this? Because if I don't, oh, John Nichols in the, in the Nation. You know the Nation? Yeah, I know it. Are you e- still eating? I bet you're still no, eating. No, I'm taking a sip of my wine. Thank you very much. No, I bet you're still eating. I'm not. My place is done. But I'm drinking wine. Them? They left me the bottle. French stuff. Good. There's a lot of buzz this week about Hillary Clinton's admission that she misspoke when she made claims, apparently to buff her commander in chief credential, about landing under sniper fire and running with our heads down when she traveled to Bosnia in 1997. As it turns out, she was greeted by children reading poetry. Sure, that's embarrassing. But at least she's admitted to a blip of misstatement on the Bosnia front. There have been no such admissions with regard to her outright lies regarding trade policy. Clinton has campaigned this year as a critic of the North American Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA, despite the fact that the deal was promoted and passed during the Bill Clinton presidency, and despite her own long record of praising NAFTA's benefits, Clinton's been claiming on the current campaign trail, I've been a critic of NAFTA from the very beginning. In truth, she was an advocate for NAFTA within the Bill Clinton White House. White House records released last week confirmed that Hillary Clinton spoke on behalf of NAFTA and participated in strategy sessions organized to figure out how to gain congressional approval of an agreement that was opposed by labor, farm, environmental, and human rights groups. Remarkably, the Clinton campaign continues to claim that Swillery was really a fifth columnist quietly promoting a fair trade agenda within her husband's militantly pro-free free trade White House. Say it again. Pro-free trade White House. Say it. Pro-free trade White House. Good. Senator Clinton was pushing back. Clinton campaign spokesman Jay Carson claimed in a conference call with reporters last week, even when she appeared at November 10, 1993 session, set up to tell business leaders how to lobby Congress, Carson says Clinton simply did a drop-by, sort of a peek in the door and a wave. The reality is that she was the headliner at that closed-door event, and she wasn't pushing back. The executive director of the U.S. Association of Importers of Textiles and Apparel, Laura Jones, was at the meeting. She tells ABC News it's ludicrous to suggest that Hillary Clinton was half-hearted backer of the trade deal that has cost the U.S. hundreds of thousands of unionized jobs, hobbled entire industries, saddled the country with record trade deficits, undermined protections for workers in the U.S. and abroad, and forced Mexican farmers off the land into the immigration system. There is no question that everyone who spoke, including the First Lady, was for NAFTA. It was a rally on behalf of NAFTA to help get it passed, says Jones. It is unquestionable. Unquestionable. Let me say it again. How are we doing on that uh, thing? Oh, back up to 46. We had some bogus ones on there. Damn it. Damn bogus. Well, maybe it's just possible that everybody is gone, like I said. How's Chris encountering the same thing in Dade County, light traffic? Yes, it's uh, thankfully been uh, kind of nice this past week or so. Spring break. Don't worry, in Fort Lauderdale, there won't be too many spring breakers there. They know that they're unwelcome. If you're a young person under the age of 100, you're in Fort Lauderdale, get out. Get out. If you're a frog in Broward County or anywhere else in South Florida, get out. Not wanted. No se hable inglés aquí. Okay. You got it. Well, we're stuck on 46 now, so I think I'm going to go back to my uh, the poll. Because, you know, the one mistake I make on this is I get too involved. You know, I take it like personal, you know. Yes, you do. If, right. I do. I take it personal. Well, it's like a shot in the ass. Yeah, I do, too. You read and I'll uh, watch. 47. We're going in the wrong direction now. Pretty soon we're going to be up to 65 again. We're going in the wrong direction, boys and girls. But nevertheless. It's on WQM.com. Click on that thing on there where it says Neil's Deals. Click on it and uh, buy a bunch of stuff. Chicken X probably trying to use his uh, Jay Byron's card again. <laughs> Don't worry, Pally. Your check is in the mail, Baldy. You'll be loaded pretty soon. And then about a month after that, I'll be, well, jeez. Not really. Now, now, what's the story? I hate to ask you this on the air, but if things kind of calm down now that we got him on a regular... Things are 
so good. No, no, seriously. Look, I'm I'm being serious. Um, really? Uh, like uh, I got him Deb's email address. Mm-hmm. He contacts her directly with the invoices. They fire off the check right away. Really? And they don't wait two months. They send it to him uh, that week. And who's he got to thank for that? Uh, you. Yeah. So. Me and Jolly Joe, my good close personal buddy. He's a slap happy pappy. Good. Oh, thank God. Boy, it took a long time. Took a lot of aggravation. Yeah. Probably took years off my life. 354 votes on the poll. Aside from sex, what feels the best? Huge dump 101. A huge, a humongous cleansing dump. We've been very anal this week. We did that whole thing about uh, anal cleansing, you know? Mm-hmm. That business about using the hand. Oh. Yeah. Just make sure you use the correct hand. I almost said the right hand. <laughs> Isn't that what the Sunnis and the Shias are all uh, whipped up about? Is the didn't want to wipe with his right hand or his left hand? I think that's what's causing all those killings that's over it. there. That's it. Which hand did he wipe with? What would Jesus? What would Jesus wipe with? That's a good question. Just dragged it on the sand. Probably white cloud seems very heavenly to me. You know, <laughs> Look papyrus up in the sky. You see all those clouds. Certainly not, Mister Whipple. He's dead now, right, Mister Whipple? Yes. Yes. Huge dump auto one, back massage, 61, going back to sleep, 29. The good, the good thing this morning was my alarm went off at, I forgot to reset it. It went off at like 710. Mm-hmm. And I, the alarm went off at the, oh, no, it can't be. And then I realized it's only 710, so I reset it for 810 went back to sleep. Going back to sleep, 30, good workout, 20, jumping into water on a hot day, 20, foot massage, 20, clean sheet, 16, shower after hard work, 15, scratching an itch, 15, scalp massage, 13. Uh. Sinus is finally draining, 10, jacuzzi, 10, cracking the back or neck, 9, campfire on a cold night, 6, with weenies and marshmallows. And what do you call those things, those peanuts? Circus peanuts. Circus peanuts? Why do they call them that? Uh, I assume because they were popular in the circus. I'm just guessing here. And, and the stuff that they, that orange stuff that they put on the, the artificial coloring, mm-hmm. is like it like um, it, it like rubs off on your hands. It's like newsprint. You yeah, know? if it's you're lucky. Probably artificial like coloring. Red dye number gut. three. It's probably ca- like cancerous. I'm sure of that. But they're good though. Campfire oh, yeah. on a cold night six. Ears popping open five. Chiropractic adjustment four. Sauna two. And acupuncture about 357 votes is still got oh! none. Oh, there's Allie Felching again on CNN. When it comes to issue number one. Oh, my God. Get her off of there. Hey, Christ. They just won't stop putting these uh, queens down our throats, you know. They keep pushing them and pushing them right down our throats. A group of prominent Hillary Clinton donors sent a letter to House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi yesterday asking her to retract her comments on superdelegates and say out of the Democratic fight over their role in the presidential race. How are we doing on those certificates there, by the way, Chris? 37 a minute ago. 37? C. Oh, making some progress. That's pretty good. The 20 prominent Clinton supporters told Pelosi she should clarify recent statements to make it clear that stupid delegates, nearly 800 party insiders and elected officials who are free to back any candidates, could support the candidate they think would be the best nominee. The whole thing about superdelegates is just idiotic. Yep. It's just a way to overrule the will of the public. The whole concept of it is, is idiotic. Just like the whole concept of Michigan and Florida pushing up their primary when they knew it would screw everything up. If you do that, it's going to screw it up. Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and do it. And then it's, how come you won't count our votes and our delegates? 
Pelosi has not publicly endorsed either Clinton or Barack Obama in their hotly contested White House battle, but she recently said superdelegates should support whoever emerges from the nomination contest with the most pledged delegates, which appears almost certain to be Obama. Your mama, no drama. This is an untenable position that runs counter to the party's intent in establishing superdelegates in 1984, a letter from the wealthy Clinton backers said. Oh, yeah, they're trying to buy her off. Superdelegates, like all delegates, have an obligation to make an informed individual decision about whom to support and who would be the party's strongest nominee, said letter signed, signed by some of Clinton's biggest money raisers. Bitch. Superdelegates have emerged as likely kingmakers in the fight between Clinton and Obama. The letter was another sign of growing Democratic tension over their nominating battle. Neither candidate is expected to have enough pledged delegates won in state-by-state contests to clinch the nomination when voting ends in June, leaving the choice in the hands of the superdelegates. Both candidates have wooed them heavily, with Obama contending they should follow the will of the Democratic voters, and Swillery arguing that they should vote for the candidate with the best chance of winning in November, which she says is her, with her 37% approval rating. I bet this is TomPayne.com. No, it's Amazon.com. What do they want? Maybe your book's on the way. Uh, I got another email from them saying... Saying what? We're still trying to find that book. Don't worry about it. When it gets here, it gets here. Right, right. Because, like I told you, it's going to be the same cockerai. I mean, you know, your intentions are very good. But I was, I was sitting there at Woodbine yesterday playing a machine. One six hundred bucks, big deal. And, and I was thinking to myself about that. Somebody knows what the real deal here is, you know. Like, like, like somebody was telling me a while back that they're also programmed for like near misses, close misses, mm-hmm. to give the visual appearance of, oh, I just missed three thousand, you know. Like uh, red seven five times, and the other, and the wheel of fortune in the top or the bottom or the other five times. You know, make it. Oh, look at how close I can! And didn't come close at all. Like they said, they might as well all be blank because you've got zero. You got zippity doo and there's no such thing as close in slots. Keep that in mind, okay? Right. And you're there plunging your two, three, four grand tomorrow at Gulfstream. There's no such thing as close. <laughs> O'Neal, my queen, God. Everybody gonna get a rebate. Spend some do do do. When you get your check, spend it real quick at the store, store, store. Everybody gonna get paid. Make the recession go away. That's why you're all going to get a rebate. So here you go, go, go. <laughs> I'd rather you didn't put it in a bank. Or get your credit card bill paid. Because there's something, there's something we can all do. To keep the recession far away so go down to Best Buy <laughs> get a new car and go drive everybody gonna get a rebate spend some dough 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 try to forget that we're all in debt oh no 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 Everybody gonna get paid, make the recession go away. That's why you're all gonna get a rebate. So here you go, go, go. <laughs> okay, how are we doing on there? Last time I checked, we had 29. We're checking. Uh, refreshing 29, yeah. 
29 certificates left for the downtown. Great food, good location. Mm-hmm. What's not to like? All your favorite booze. On the water. 29 left. These are $50 jobbies, and you get them for 25 bucks. I, I think we're doing pretty good. We sold 71 right. in about 20 minutes. That's not too bad. That's very good. Not too shabby. Better than some people who don't sell anything anymore because they don't have any audience. Tootsie. Oh, and speaking <laughs> of eating, what? Nothing. Call them Tootsie. That's Tootsie. Hey, Toots. Hey, Foots. It's, uh, it is what it is, you know. You are where you are, and it is what it is. Just like uh, Michael told uh, Vincent in Godfather 3, you are what you are. Speaking of uh, eating too much and having a big puppet like Chris and like Zach and like the Beast and like me and like the Humper, how's the Humper doing, by the way? You seen him lately? No. No. Who? Having a big belly in your 40s can boost your risk of getting Alzheimer's disease or other dementia decades later, a new study suggests. The headline on this, big belly could carry bigger dementia risk. Like that. It's not just about your weight. While previous research has found evidence that obesity in middle age raises the chances of developing dementia later, the new work found a separate risk from storing a lot of fat in the abdomen. Even people who were not overweight were susceptible. That abdominal fat, sometimes described as making people apple-shaped rather than pear-shaped, has already been linked to higher risk of developing diabetes, stroke, and heart disease. To which I would say... Now we can add dementia to that, said study author Rachel Whitmer of Kaiser Permanente Division of Research in Oakland, California. She and others report the findings in yesterday's online issue of the journal Neurology, which I'm sure you read religiously. Just this morning. Baruch no, yeah, say a bracha over it while you're reading it. The study involved over 6,500 men and women who were ages 40 to 45 when they had checkups between 1964 and 73. As part of the exam, their belly size was measured by using a caliper to find the distance between their backs and the surface of their upper abdomens. For the study, a distance of about 10 inches or more was considered high. The researchers checked medical records to see who had developed Alzheimer's or another form of dementia by an average of 36 years later. At that point, the participants were ages 73 to 87. There were over 1,000 cases. Analysis found that compared with people in the study with normal body weight and low belly measurement, participants with normal body weight and high belly measurements were 89% more likely to have dementia. Normal body weight and high belly measurements. Overweight people were 82% more likely if they had a low belly measurement, but more than twice as likely if they had a high belly measurement. Obese people were 81% more likely if they had a low belly measurement, but more than three times as likely if they had a high measurement. A big pupic. Whitmer said there's no precise way to translate belly measurements into waist circumference, but most people have a sense of whether they have a big belly. She said, oh, believe me. Believe me, Chris. I believe you. And if they do, the new study suggests they should get rid of it. Like unstrapping a seatbelt. And by, and by the way, it really pisses me off about having to use my seatbelt here. I hate it. Even when I'm a passenger. I hate it. But here, they're really, uh, they're really persnickety about it here. So I don't, I doesn't, I doesn't get in there. And if I do get in there without it, I get screamed at anyway. I get, bah, 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 bah. Yeah. It's not clear why abdominal fat would promote dementia, but it may pump out substances that harm the brain, she said. Dr. Jose Luxinger of the Columbia University Medical Center in New York, who studies the connection between obesity and Alzheimer's disease but didn't participate in the new work, cautioned that such a study cannot prove abdominal fat promotes dementia. But the study results are highly plausible, and I'm not surprised at all, he said. High insulin levels might help explain them, he said. 
Dr. Samuel Gandhi, who chairs the Medical and Scientific Advisory Council of the Alzheimer's Association, said the results fit in with previous work that indicates a person's characteristics in middle age can affect the risk of dementia later in life. And it's another example of how traits associated with the risk of developing heart disease are also linked to later dementia. So you better cut down on that lunch today, Mr. Fat. Me, I'm talking about myself. Oh, okay. That was Maybe just like, talking uh, to Chris. you know, Too late for that. leaves and like that. Maybe a slice of onion and a burger with no bun. All right. And some cheese and bacon. A big gob of onion celery. rings. Mmm. I do like those onion rings. I know we talked about that at length. Uh-huh. It's disgusting. Don't start with the food crap again. Not while you're going to get the demented. Dementia. Oh, well, too late. Yeah, well, look who we're working for. That's okay, right. We must, totally helps. we must be like, like that. That's usually what they tell us. But don't start up now because we're right on the verge of a major uh, deal with them. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Who knows what's going to go on? 396 votes. Oh, my God. If we really push it, we can get to 400 by the bottom of the hour. And Chris will be jumping around. He'll go in the hallway and start screaming and yelling and whooping it up and making uh, Indian war, war sounds and like that. Won't you? Like that. Come on, Chris. Huh? Let's hear it. Let's hear your war cry. Come on. You can do it. Good. All right. Excellent. Good start. I've gone in the hallway and just do that and just uh, run around a little bit in your underwear. That's okay. You'll clear that place out, man, in two seconds. At least it'll be clean, unlike some people. That's not what George said when we went to that tea room. That's, uh, <laughs> that he sounded said, like a shot. He said the smell of death was lingering. That was very no, actually, in there. That, that was yesterday that uh, Zach went to go in there. Oh, my God. And he walked right back in. He's like, I'm like, what's the matter? He goes, yeah. There. He's like, I went to go in there. It was just was bad. I go, oh, well, George is in there. Really? Hey. The stench of death. What can I say? Permeates. And the good news is we are streaming, and we've been streaming all day long. Wow. Biggest names. Write that down, man. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 5. Put that on the engineering deal. The sports leader. Talk dirty to me. Hey, dude. Forget what you see on the news. Things are great at Taco Belly Inc. So make a run for the border and taste these great treats. A Taco Supreme with green onions. Only 99 cents. Uh-huh. The burrito with green onions. 99 cents. Uh, excuse me. Oh, and we have nachos with green onions. Uh, just just a dollar nineteen. Oh, oh man, I uh, think I have to go. What are those sounds? <laughs> <laughs> one of the balloons, you know. They make a run for the Yokiro diarrhea. Oh my God! What were those sounds in there? It sounded like a bunch of raspberries and other fruits. Right. <laughs> when you least expect it, I, I thought we were just talking about big bellies, and it was Taco Belly ache. I thought it would be a great right. bit to play there at that point. I wasn't even oh, the least suspicious. What? Uh, you know, on any other radio station. Well, those uh, were like very innocuous. I would say with like little PBS. raspberries, you know. Sure. You know, squeezing for good reasons, stuff like that. <laughs> oh, well, Joyce is probably having herself a big lunch right now. I'm probably farting all over the place, knowing that bitch. You know how many votes you got? And by the way, we got only 24 certificates left for the downtowner. It's not too bad. Wouldn't you agree? We sold 76. It's very good. It's very 23 good. left. 77. We've sold 77. WABC! Wow. Pretty impressive. Lots of numbers. I don't want to disappoint that old fart, that old geezer out there. We got uh, 405 votes. Look at that. Just past 1230 mark. And you already got 405. And Chris is just, he's out there dancing and prancing. He's doing the twist in the hallway. Something like that. He's twisting it. 
Huge dump by far winds, heads and shoulders above the rest. 112, say, a huge dump. Next to sex, that's the best feeling of all. A real relief as your body finally, oh, what a machaya, what a so less bloated and so less, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm sure, well, of course you do. Jank Uger writes, the latest Clinton canard, you know Jank? Chess. <laughs> he don't write no junk, that Jank. He's on the smirking chimp, by the way, for that guy that was giving me a song to dance. Oh, and, and you know that iodine guy with that fax yesterday? I forget what it was, but it really just pissed me off. What was it? I forgot. He's getting on my nerves. There, there's some of these people, you know, just a little bit too pushy. You know, it's one thing to be supportive. It's to be a fan, uh, to be a groupie, to be uh, an admirer. It's another thing to be, like, over the top. And some of you people are over the freaking top, like that palm tree jerk. Get a life. Oh, you should get in a cab and don't even go home. Yeah. Go to the Ritz-Carlton, my ass. Anyway, Jenks says the latest talking point for Swillery Clinton is this race is still early in the process and primaries from previous years were decided much later in the year. She recently told Time Magazine, as well as every other interviewer she's talked to, I remind a lot of people that my husband didn't formally wrap up the nomination until June. The point is supposed to be that this race isn't over. They're just getting started. Give her more time. Here's the problem. That isn't really true. In 1992, the year Bill Clinton won the nomination she's alluding to, the primary started significantly later than they did in 2008. Iowa was on January 3rd this year, and 1992 was on February 10. Remember, this year we'd already had Super Tuesday by February 5. New Hampshire was on January 8th in 2008, February 18 in 92. Super Tuesday was on February 5th this year, March 10th in 92. We'd already had the so-called second Super Tuesday in Ohio and Texas by that date in 2008. Secondly, despite the later start, Bill Clinton had already locked up the nomination by early April after the New York primary. Hillary Clinton knows this, and that's why she insists in, inserts a lawyerly word into her statement every time, formally. My husband didn't formally wrap up the nomination until June. So why does she employ this needless price of sophistry? Because she thinks she needs it. She needs to buy more time. Can't you just see Scotty yelling down to Captain Kirk, I need more time, Kevin. Can't you see it? Is he dead? Isn't Scotty yeah. dead? Uh, yeah, he is. So I can't see him yelling down. The extra time isn't for more elections. There are only ten left. We've already had more than the lion's share of contests. It's abundantly clear that she can't catch him just based on the remaining elections. No time buys or something else. The chance for Obama to implode between now and whenever he formally wraps up the nomination. If it was only a matter of Obama's candidacy self-destructing, that would be one thing. She could sit back and see if anything changes through the next set of elections. You can argue that she's earned that. But it's another thing if she's actively trying to push Obama off the cliff with the extra time she's buying, even though she knows there's a great likelihood that he will be the Democratic nominee. If you don't care about the Democratic Party or who their nominee is or how they do in the general election, then you have all the right in the world to keep pounding away your opponent. Who cares how badly you damage him if you're only interested in yourself? Who knows it might even help your political career later on? But there's one group of people who do care, Democratic voters. They're beginning to understand this race is over, and the cheap shots at this point are, aren't helping anybody but John McCain. The problem isn't hitting Obama. The problem is hitting Obama after the bell. The contest is effectively over, and Clinton is using her heaviest guns now. Maybe she should have rolled them out earlier. But unleashing her most ferocious lines of attack after the writing is already on the wall seems like poor sportsmanship, to say the least. It reminds me of when I used to watch the WWF as a kid. The good guy would win the match. He'd be strutting around the ring as the crowd cheered, and that's when the bad guy would get up, sneak behind him, and clobber him in the back of the head. This was a cue to the audience. The guy who went after the bell was clearly the bad guy. And if they were really a bad guy, they'd use a chair or worse. Who can forget the time Rowdy, Roddy, Piper, or Jimmy Superfly snooker with a belt? 
Hillary, you really don't want to be Roddy Rowdy Piper. He was the bad guy, a really bad guy, Rowdy Roddy. Remember Rod Roddy? He's yep. dead. And you know what he was? Yeah, okay. beside that. <laughs> Huge, humongous. He had those silk suits that he used to buy in uh, Thailand. Yeah. Those loud purple satin suits. That's correct. You remember that, don't you? Yeah, I do. You know what else he used to buy in Thailand? Well, that's beside the point. That's what Joey Reynolds told me anyway. Yeah, but it's legal Rod Roddy, of course, used to work at WKBW in Buffalo. WKBW, back in the day when there were great radio stations on AM even. How do you like that? I bet you, I I bet you most it. young punks can't even believe that, that there was well, such a thing. that used ever to be on. one of them. Well, I wouldn't put it in the same category. But then again, I would. Is, you would? See, I heard this, not that. I grew up listening to this radio station. Really? Playing, playing hits. Rickshaw spinning the hits. Are you sucking up to Rick Shaw to invite you to lunch again? Invite me to lunch again? No, I'm sucking up again. Wow. 21. 21 what? Certificate. Jump Street. 21 bottles of beer on the wall. Oh, 21 Jump Street with Johnny Depp. Hey, I sure liked to see him naked that day he was there with me at Zeta. Not now, though. He's old and... He's old and craggy. How old is he? Like 40 now? Oh, my God. Good John, yeah. He still looks pretty good. He's a good guy, Johnny Depp. Although uh, River Penis died in his club there in uh, in Hollywood. But Hollywood, California, that is. Remember right. River Penis? Yeah. He's dead. Yep. That goes to show all you punks out there think you can do all the drugs in the world. Well, sometimes somebody's going to die from it, you know? Not that we're here to be anti-drugs. That would be really very stodgy. Wouldn't be our style, especially with George. George never met a drug he didn't like. That's not true. I don't do any of those needle drugs. Like I said, I don't crunch them pills like Rush. He's not popping them uh, oxys like Rush. I don't smoke crack or meth. And you notice how he got a free pass on that and there every time he That's opened right. his mouth and the mass media, oh, the same old crap. Oh, Rush mm -hmm. says you should vote for Hillary. And Rush says, who gives a flying crap what he says? Who gives a crap about Rush? Lion sack of garbage. 414 votes on Chris's poll. I think we're going for five today. What do you say? Sounds good to me. We can get 500 on a poll that we just started during the show, man. I guarantee you they give Chris a, they'd probably triple your salary. Yeah, 75 cents. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Home invasion. It's what every family fears. Protect your loved ones with the most effective home security system available. Oh, what was that? Tango down. Repeat, tango is down. That wasn't tango. That was my mother. Uh, she didn't have the password, ma'am. <laughs> Thanks, Blackwater. Harold. What? Always ready, never accountable. 12.45 a QM, and we only got 17 left on those certificates. How do you like that? I think that's a Ooh. fine job, if you ask me. Phenomenal. I mean, I could be wrong about that. We started with 100. We sold 83. We got 17 right. left for the downtowner. Fabulous food, great steaks, great seafood, great location right. right on the water. All your favorite booze, wine, stuff. 
Speaking of Blackwater, the reason I played that bit, Iraqi doctors in Al-Anbar province warned of a new disease they call Blackwater that threatens the lives of thousands. The disease is named after Blackwater Worldwide, the U.S. mercenary company operating in Iraq. The disease is a severe form of malarial infection caused by the parasite Plasmodium falciparum. Okay. Which is considered the worst type of malarial infection, Dr. Ali, H- Ali Haki from Fallujah told IPS. Ali Hakmunishkin Chinik. It is one of the complications of that infection and not the ordinary picture of the disease. <coughs> because of its frequent, and I think grepsing is the beginning of it. Because of its frequent and severe complications such as blackwater fever and its resistance to treatment, P. falciparum can cause death within 24 hours. What Iraqis now call blackwater fever is really a well-known medical condition, and while it has nothing to do with blackwater worldwide, Iraqis in Al-Anbar province have decided to make the connection between the disease and the lethal U.S.-based company, which has been responsible for the death of countless Iraqis. The disease is most prevalent in Africa and Asia. The patients suffer severe intravascular hemolysis. Hemolysis. H-E-A-M-O-L-Y-S-I-S. Holy moly. Hemolysis. The destruction of red blood cells leading to kidney and liver failure, it also leads to black or red urination, and hence perhaps the new name, black water. Mm-hmm. Remember that bit, pay for black water. We don't have that. That's right. Uh, pay for white water. And now that Swillery's run, we ought to play that every now and then. Pay for white water. The deadly disease never before seen in Iraq on this largest scale seems to be spreading across the country, and Iraq lacks medicines, hospitals, and doctors to lead a campaign to fight the disease. We informed the Ministry of the Disease, but it seems that they're not in a mood to listen to doctor from the al Health Office in Ramadi told IPS, speaking, of course, on condition of anonymity because he wants to stay alive. We're making personal contacts with NGOs in an attempt to get the necessary medicines, but they don't got them. The three doctors who spoke to IPS in Fallujah and in Ramadi in Al-Anbar province that lies west of Baghdad seem sure that the Iraqi government would do little to face the plague. They haven't even made any announcements so people can take precautions, one of the doctors from Fallujah told IPS. The doctor said a patient usually suffers three stages of malarial infection. First is the cold stage, where the patient will have chills and shaking. The second is the hot stage, when fever takes over. And the third is the sweating stage. Doctors in Fallujah say the new complication of the disease that may develop from malarial infection can be treated in its early stages, but is difficult to control when complications develop. Drugs currently being used to uh, treat the disease are, and it's got a bunch of these which I can't pronounce. Halfetrin, I can pronounce that one. Primaquine. Primaquine. Patients seem unaware of the seriousness of the disease, though doctors tell them it's essential to buy medicines from private pharmacies because they're not available at general hospitals. Many have died within the past two weeks in my town. Mahmoud Nasir, a school teacher from a town north of Fallujah, told IPS, We know it's a deadly disease, but what can we do about it? We have no government to refer to, and everybody in the green zone, the government district of Baghdad, is too busy preparing to escape with their share of the money they stole from us. Talat al-Muhtar is an Iraqi doctor now studying abroad. IPS asked him to comment on the Blackwater fever outbreak in Iraq. Malaria is endemic in Iraq, mainly in the northern part. However, it's prevalent in the milder forms. The severe form had been reported, but not at an epidemic level before, he said. Dr. Muhtar said this form of malaria requires a triple drug treatment program because it's an aggressive infection. He said the patient requires meticulous medical and nursing care, might even need time in an intensive care unit, as it can easily lead to kidney and liver failure. The disease seems to be too sensitive for journalists to talk about. There was a great deal of anger when we wrote about cholera in Iraq last summer, journalist in Fallujah told IPS. Neither the government nor the occupation forces would accept our covering such a story. 
IPS wasn't allowed to take pictures at the Fallujah General Hospital. A doctor refused to disclose how many have been infected or how many may have died. They're dying over there. I'm dying over Today, there. Everything's coming up roses. The surge is working. Everything's under control. We're going to win, win, win. We don't know what we're going to win. That's what McCain and St. McCain and others keep saying. Oh, we're going to be there till we win. Till we win what? Till these crazy nutbags can't stop killing each other? What are we going to win? I don't know. Money? The football game? How are we doing on that thing? Which one? Fifteen left. What do you mean, which one? Well, we've got how many things? Know. How many things have we got? Well, we got two. We got the uh, pole and the. Uh, you got two things. You got fifteen left. Fifteen certificates left for um, downtown or in Fort Lauderdale, at Ten New River Drive with fabulous food, right on the water, great location, great everything. Here's TomPayne.com. You hear it? Want to hear it? Do it. All right. All right. I'm going to block that. I'm terrible. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't use their stories much anymore. I don't know why not. In fact, when you're doing the bedtime stories next time I'm on vacation, you better start scouring hundreds and hundreds of websites. I want at least 500 stories on there every night just to piss off Josh Cordes. And if you don't put them all on there, if he misses even one, his ass is going to be grass. I'm so scared. Jesus. I knew you were there. It's my psychic policy. Jesus Christ. Now, what are you doing there, eating free food? No, I'm just uh, just looking at naked women here. What? Well, I knew you weren't doing anything that had to do with work. I knew that. Or is that your new job, looking at naked women? That's the ticket, man. So how how did you work out, make out with that thousand dollar check? Yeah, and it, and sh- it did show up on time, didn't it? We're feeling oh, a on point, man. On point. How do you like that? Huh? I had a blast, man. Do I come through for you or what? You did. Uh, and you know you're you're so right because there are a lot of sweet men down there in uh, Key West, if you know what I'm saying. There are a lot of uh, fairies down there. Yeah. There are yeah, a lot of yeah. fairies down there? Oh, my God, yes, there are. But I had a great time uh, despite of that then? because there was a good time spring with all the break. fairies in Key West? No, there was, it was spring break, so I got How many uh, did you do? Uh, I, I made out with a ton of college girls. Did you? A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I felt like a college kid again. <laughs> that takes them back. Yeah, takes a him year. Way back. Took me back a couple takes of years. Him way back, at least five or six months. <laughs> what a punch! You know this place wears on you, Neil. So. Oh, I know that. I know that. I, you, you know, I got away for a weekend and mm-hmm. had a great time. I'm going away for a weekend this weekend. Yeah, where are you going? I'm coming on down there, man. Oh, that's right. I heard. I, I heard. Good luck with that. But you hate it down here, though. I liked going to the Keys. Why? Because there are all those fairies there. Like no, no. Although Guy uh, Cordes said there's fairy. a lot of fairies in the Keys. You fairy. No, it's no secret. Uh, fifteen votes, uh, fifteen uh, things left on the uh, thing. We got fifteen things left on your thing. So, do you get laid down there or what? Um, I may have women listening that I know, so no. Oh come on, stop this! Like, no, you know what? All of a sudden, you're like, uh, no, I, I don't hold back. No, honestly, I did not get laid. Uh, I did, uh, I did do a little funny business, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You got the job done. Like I pretty much. Uh, how do they say? I, I got a couple bases. <laughs> Heavy petting. I just, yeah, I just didn't, uh, you know, went to the heavy petting zoo. And of course, he uh, got a lot of, a lot of booze. I'm sure. Oh yeah, that. that's what it's all about down there. So what did you do with that thousand bucks? You blew it already? No, no, I didn't. I, I think I blew probably about eight hundred of it there. The other two hundred, I, wow. I kept in the account. I'll show you how to get laid cheaper than that, young man. No, that was all for me though. Oh okay. I don't pay for bitches. All for me. It's not my style. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a senator. See you, Neil. I'm out of here. Bye, Josh. You're done. Well, see you next week, by the way. George is on vacation next week. Is he going to be working with us next week? Monday, Friday, at least. He better be. After I got him laid down there, or clo- close to laid. 
I got him to lead. Fifteen certificates left for the uh, downtown or Fort Lauderdale. That's that's a shame if we don't sell them all out. It's less than an hour now, though, and we started with a hundred. And Chris is always going on. Oh, well, when you got a hundred, it takes longer. You just don't realize, you know. Exactly. You're so impatient. I, I am impatient. That whole business about being patient. I don't like standing on line. I don't. I just have no patience. It's not my bag, man. It's not my style. I don't like it. I start like I start. In fact, like at the bank here. The bank here is the. I don't want to say which one it is. You can't complain about their service because they don't give you any. And every transaction is like a major. And the one thing that pisses me off about here is that they pay their bills at the bank. Now, did you ever hear such a thing? Never in my life. Well, they do it in Canada. You can go pay your electric bill, your phone bill, your uh, whatever. Whatever bills you got, you can pay them at the bank. And so if there are like four people standing in front of you, you better have like three, four hours, man. Every transaction is like... And so what I do is while I'm standing there online, I kind of like... Lean from one foot back on the other. Kind of like I had to do another Saturday night deal, you know, like I was, well, which I don't at the bank. I, I sure hope I don't drop a load at the bank. That would be bad. Maybe money, but not that. You know what I'm saying? What are you saying? I, I don't have any patience for that. I mean, and I'm standing there thinking, geez, why, why is every transaction here like a major? You'd think that the whole, the whole North American economy was being uh, decided there. Maybe it is. Jesus, engine on you, baby. Just make your deposit or take out your twenty-five bucks and move on, eh? So I can uh, make my deposit here or whatever I'm going to do. Usually I make a cash deposit in there, because if you deposit cash in the ATM, there they hold it for five days. You ever hear such a thing? No. This is what banks do. You know what banks do? They do whatever they want to do. That's right. Oh well, your check is out of state or out of country, God forbid. We're going to hold it for seven years. Yeah. Well, whatever. They just make it up. Mm-hmm. And of course, they, they they clear it the next day. They got your money. And they're doing whatever they want to do with your money. In the meantime, you want it? Oh, no, we can't do that. We're not going to give you your money. We'll give it to you when we're good and ready, when we've squeezed a little something extra, a little blood out of it for us. Generally speaking, banks suck. Am I right? No argument here. 432 votes. You need just 68 an hour and five minutes. We can do that. Pool. So we're doing swimmingly well on this pool. It's a good pool. And I believe we've still got 15 certificates left. 11. Oh, 11. 11. We got over an hour to get rid of those last eleven. We can do that, man. If Chris really leans on it, you'll feel it. We'll smell the best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports Leader. This is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one to two hour. And that was supposed to be the hippest, most witted, hottest to ever open to keep the audience dazzled with sports babble and heat stats. Well, that was a little bit of a train wreck. Was it a, it was a train wreck? Wreck. Sweet, you okay? Okay. No. Got hit by a train. Don't leave me now, Tweed. I need a little bit of dating advice. Advice? I took a girl to dinner last night. I mean, a real one. It didn't work out so good. So good. Why? Well, I uh, I did most of the talking. You know how passionate I am about the heat and hoops, hoops and heat, heat and hoops. I guess it's my homosexual attraction to men's basketball. And, well, uh, she threw her appletini at my face and walked out. Tweet! Tweet! Well, he's a little bit dead. To the log! <laughs> you know, this reminds me of the time that you, Dennis, pulled out a ham bone. He sat there and 
tears welling up in his eyes like the old Indian did. I, too, shed a tear that sparkled like a rainbow on the cheek of a sad child on a rainy day. Shadows of despair hung in the arena as you, Dennis, nursed the pain of a pulled ham bone. You just can't pull a ham bone and not cry. I love men. All kinds of men. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, nothing matters more in my life than being a vacuous, self-interested, homosexual sport hole. A yugga, yugga, yugga. It's a 101. You'll hear more of that at 2 this afternoon with the jerk show. And speaking of the heat, didn't they lose in overtime last night to the Knicks? That is correct. Or did I just dream that? Maybe I just had a dream. Maybe they actually won another game last night. Are you night, dreaming about the heat now? No. I sure hope not. Maybe I'm dreaming about... He had a, They had a big controversy there with him. He said this, and they said that, and blah, 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 and they still lost anyway. Yeah, he was talking smack. He was talking smack, and they smacked him back in that big haze. We're going to smack you in the haze, and he don't care. Because he's got his, he's got something up his icy sleeve, man. He's got something all ready for them up his sleeve. We got nine left. Is all we got, man. I, we are kicking ass on that. Yeah, thing this today. is pretty good. Wouldn't you agree? I do. We're not begging. We're not pleading. We're not pushing. We're not right. screaming. Now, of course, uh, Chris ought to be. Why is that? Especially after Josh Curtis came and he's looking for your job. Boy, yeah, you just have it. I guess he had a pretty good time down there on the keys with all them screamers. Are you sure? Six left. That's all we got. Is six? Yeah. Okay, well, you people that kind of like sit back and wait to see, you know, check out the lay of the land, you better hop on there if That's you right. want the uh, downtowner certificate because there are only six left. And once they're gone. Once they're gone, they're gone. And that's on WQM.com, which, by the way, the link on the left, the big one, isn't working right now. I just checked that out. Okay. Well, you know what I mean. I do. The link under where it says the Joe Rose Show. I don't know why the Joe Rose Show is on there now anyway because he's not on the air now. Why, why is that like that? Why is that like that, Cordis? Whoever's on the air now is what it should say, right? On which, the left or the right? On the left, in the upper left-hand corner. Whoever is on the air, that, that, the, the picture there is always the guy who's on. The Joe Rose Show ain't on. He was gone at 8.30 this morning anyway. He's doing his duty in jury, man. The Joe Rose Show, my ass. And if you click on open now, it doesn't go anywhere. So you have to go in the right-hand column and way down there. Two below where the Heineken uh, thing is, you click on there and it'll go. It'll take you to it. See, when I go to the front page, it has uh, Neil Rogers' show on there right now. Really? See. Si. Well, let me go to it. Let me do something else. WQM.com, the Neil Rogers show. Now that must have been. I don't get it. That must have been oldie moldy. How, what, how the hell did that happen? I think Cordis is back there fiddling with it, and the site too. He's fiddling with it. Was your internet on Mexican time or something? Yeah, I'm on Mexican time. They late in a dollar short. And now I'm clicking on that banner on the right. That doesn't do anything. So I can't get to it. Are you getting to it? Yep, I already have it up the whole time. And how many we got? Six? Yep. Well, that's pretty good. We'll be a re- I'm telling you, we would be so proud. We would be so pleased. These are only $50 certificates for 25 bucks. So even with the hard times now and everybody unemployed and mm-hmm. nobody's got two nickels to rub together, I guarantee you, man, it would be a real feather in our cap to get rid of all 100. Sure enough. Don't you think? Even yes. George is impressed. And I am. George, he's usually so indifferent. Very yeah. immovable. Very Real hard ass. That's right. I don't care about the I don't, the care. The do I don't care about your damn restaurant. Well, these people are good. I think I'm going to take They are good, a, good food. Know. They took good care and they have right. a good sense of humor. Although the guy raised his eyebrows when I mentioned the famous kosher deli. That's what right. What is he, a goyish? 
Why do you raise his eyebrows? I mean, am I not? Oh, we were, we were, we were all passing? joking around with each other over here. No, you weren't. Yes, we were. No, you all weren't. Right. Whatever you, you were say. telling him, oh, see, Whatever he's just not taking care of you. Whatever you say. He's promoting some Jew thing. Make something else up. That's what you said. Yeah. I can't. I can't get on our thing. I'm having trouble uh, reloading it for what it's worth. That's that, what that I mean. I can't, I yeah, can't even get it. on it. Can you? Maybe we Great. broke it. Maybe they broke it. No, it's. I hit reload. It's just loading and loading right. and loading and loading. What's going on with that? I don't know. Okay, I can get out of the QM.com. And now if you click the one under where it says the Neil Rogers Show, where it says open now with my ugly face, that does nothing. But that's not unusual. But then if you go to the banner one, which has been working all day, it's uh, just searching. It's just going round and round. It's not coming up. I think you broke it. Yeah, I broke it. That's right. I effed it up. Uh-huh. Cars that pollute the least. I wonder which cars they are. I bet you not. Oh, my God, the Ford Mustang. What's happening with that website, and what's that sound I'm hearing? It's just an aborigine in here. Blown through a wine bottle. Nice oh. stuff they brought, some Pinot Noir. Several sports plans. cars also made the uh, luxury vehicle list, including the Porsche Boxster, the Cayman, the BMW Z4, and the Infiniti G37 Coupe. What comes out of a car's tailpipe is just as important as what goes in the fuel tank. I'll tell you what comes out of my tailpipe, and sometimes yeah. when you least expect Gas. it or least want it. Well, beside that, maybe a little more... Rock solid. So, so you go back so to that uh, hotel and see if they uh, found your. Well, so boxers. what's the story? I don't want to get into it. So what's the story about our uh, QM.com now? What are we going to do about this? I guess I'll have to get Josh in here and see what's up. I mean, we're all having the same problem, right? Yeah. QM.com comes right. up, no problem. I click on open. I now. think it's being overloaded. I think it's we're crashing. Overloaded it. my ass. Cra- yeah, I'm sure that has been too. Oh, there it is. Came up. Six. Six left. It's no change. So there's something. Somebody was diddling with it. We still got six left. Okay, at least we know what's going on. A lot of pressure. I mean, we give a lot of numbers when we mail it in, but at least let's give the right numbers, right? That's what the Wright brothers said. Don't forget to go see George tomorrow, Gulfstream, 10 to 2. Give him some tips. Doesn't anybody ever come up there and say, I think the three horse looks good in the first rate or something? One guy once uh, bought me a ticket, like he just laid the ticket on me. Yeah, and the horse did not win. Correct. That, that was that. fine. Well, what you should do is get like if it's an eight-horse race, have every get eight different people and have them each buy a two-dollar ticket to win on, uh, on each horse in the race. All for me. That's right. <clears throat> then you got the wiener. Sure. And it didn't cost you a dime. And then of course the favorite will come in at two to five and pay two eighty. What a great scam! Cent. I mean, plan. Get eighty cent. It used to be guys at the track they had a scam going. They would they would walk around and say to strangers, uh, "I know who the winner is in this race. If you if you give me two bucks, I'll tell you who it is." And they would find eight different people or nine, however many horses were in the race, and they'd bet two bucks to win each uh, you know, with somebody else's money. And then they'd have the wiener and hope for a long shot, you know. Mm-hmm. But like I said, with your luck, it'll be like a 240, 2.10, one to nine shot. But hey, it's more than you came in with. John Dewey High School in Brooklyn lockdown. Here we go again. Crazy people with guns and bombs. Who knows what? You on this school lockdown in New York City as more details become available. Okay, thank you so much. Still had those last six, boy. They're they're hard to get rid of those last six. I don't know why. Why do you think? Probably the website, uh, probably had a minute ago. That's right. The website was all screwed up. That's a good excuse. People mm-hmm. couldn't get on there. Now they can get on there. If you act fast, because once they're again, they're again. 
Fuel economy gets lots of play because of rising fuel costs, but exhaust emissions from motor vehicles have a huge impact on the planet and people's earth. And all those uh, melting ice caps, by the way, that we're going to drown from, especially in Florida. Internal combustion engines emit a host of harmful gases as a result of burning fossil fuels like gasoline, diesel, and ethanol. These highly toxic smog-forming emissions include carbon monoxide, formaldehyde, other particulate matter that creates a dark smoke seen billowing from diesel trucks, and the gray haze hanging over large cities like L.A. The gray haze. In addition to those pollutants, which are harmful to human health, vehicles also emit what the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency calls greenhouse gases, with CO2 being the main offender. Motor vehicles are the largest source of CO2 emissions, accounting for 51% of total emissions, according to the EPA. Burning one gallon of gas emits 20 pounds of CO2. So here from Yahoo, this is from Forbes magazine, Forbes Autos. They've assembled a list of luxury and non-luxury vehicles that emit the fewest pollutants, according to the EPA. You ready? I'm ready. Hybrids farewell in both rankings. Three Lexus hybrids top the list of luxury vehicles that pollute the least. Three. Three left? Wow. We're going to do it. We're going to sell all 100 a day. How do you like that, uh, Tootsie? Tootie. <laughs> yeah, Tootie. Rudy Kazooty. Rudy Kazooty. Anyway, at least 1,049 people think it's worth it to shout extra green to get a greener car. That's how many affluent motor it took delivery of the $104,000 XS LS 600HL sedan in 2007. This model is the most expensive hybrid available, ranks third on our list of the 10 least polluting luxury vehicles behind two other hybrid Lexus models, the GS450H and the RX400H. The SUVs grabbed second and first place, respectively. The large and ostentatious Lexus LS600HL with its potent V8 engine electric motor powertrain certainly isn't a poster child for eco-friendliness, especially considering that it averages only two miles a gallon better than the conventionally powered LS460, which gets an estimated 19 miles a gallon overall, which isn't very good when you come right down to it. None of the competing sedans from other luxury automakers are currently offered as hybrids, but that's about to change. Audi, BMW, Cadillac, Lexus, Mercedes-Benz, and Porsche have all announced plans to unveil hybrids some as soon as 2009. One. We got one left? Mm -hmm. I'll buy it if nobody buys it. They will. They'll buy it. There's only one left for the downtown. You better hop on there and grab it. Grab it, because once it's gone, baby, it's gone. After the hybrids, cars with four- and five-cylinder engines come next on the list of luxury vehicles that pollute the least... Cars like the Audi TT in fourth place, Volvo S40 tied for seventh, and BMW 128i tied for eighth also made the cut. Surprisingly, several sports cars, which tend to favor performance over efficiency, made the luxury vehicle list. The Porsche Boxster and Cayman in seventh place, the BMW Z4 uh, 3.0 SI, which tied for eighth, and the Infiniti G37 Coupe in tenth. In the non-luxury vehicles, small hybrid cars like Toyota Prius and Honda Civic Hybrid rated the highest on the non-luxury list, but a few hybrid SUVs like the Ford Escape Hybrid, which tied for fourth, and Toyota Highlander Hybrid in fifth also placed well. Unofficially sold out. Unofficially sold out. Oh, my God. What a job you did in spite of the fact that you promoted that damn deli. Amazing. Many of the lowest emission versions of some models aren't available in all 50 states. Some specially certified super low emissions or partial zero emission vehicles, which are rated at 9 and 9.5 on air pollution scale respectively, are offered only in California and a handful of other states that adhere to California's stricter air pollution standards. They include Arizona, Connecticut, Florida, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Washington. And it goes on. It gets very complicated. But a beep, but a boop, but a bop. Well, I don't see my Pontiac uh, Solstice on there. I'm actually getting used to that little uh, thing, you know? <laughs> they're cute. Thing. I see them all the time now. They do look good. Oh, there's mm -hmm. no question about that. The only thing is they're, 
I don't know whether it's just me, because I've been driving 50 years. I'm a pretty good driver. But parking it, I find I'm, I'm parking cockeyed a lot of times. I'll get out, and I realize I'm parked like on an angle. Yeah. You know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder why that is. It's I don't know. Maybe you're just out of practice. Maybe because, you know, you're not good at being straight. Ooh. Mark it down. We're sold out unofficially. That's what the user said. But I just wanted to see it with my own two eyes. I've seen it. Oh, we got one back. We got one back. Okay, there's still one there. Grab it. Because once it's gone... Biggest names. The best What's talent. Once it's gone, you're screwed. You're done. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports Leader. Hold on. Uh, I'll have five pizza burger combos with a super-sized Diet Coke and fries. Uh, a new contract with a two-year extension and a dozen Zeppelin. Uh, and an oily paper bag of uh, Rivenus, uh gallon of pistachio mint ice cream, uh, industrial-sized box of cornflakes, a one-month membership to Blue Boy Online, and a quart of some young guy. Yeah, uh, a Kugel sandwich on pumpernickel, lime-flavored Crisco fluffy, uh, a box of tripe tenders, ten Neely burgers, uh, a Bromo seltzer, and a pocket full of Miracle. For now, yeah. So anyway, Neely, are you still there? With these contract negotiations underway, I should bring your attention to... Hey! And wait a minute, Neil. Hold on again. Excuse me. Did you say trace? I said tripe, not trace. Tripe tender. Oh, and do you still have those free baseball cards of the Faggoty League? Okay. That's 118 at 560 WQM. So now we're stuck on five on the certificates for um, the downtowner. But you know something? That's the way it goes. Right. There are five of them sitting there. If you want them, you got them. 25 bucks. Slow pokes. Yeah, they, they are slow pokes. Well, they thought they were sold out. Twice we had a false alarm on there. And like I said, Chicken Eck is trying to use the S&H green stamps. He's got about 85 books of them. Wow, that's a lot. Remember when you used to, like... Lick those things and paste them in the books? You probably didn't. Uh, I my might mother have used to bring someone. them home from the grocery store, and that used to be one of my houses. Something to do, you know, mm-hmm. while you're sitting around picking your nose. You like, you know, you look the damn green stamps and you fill up the books for mom, and then she would go to the store. I don't remember what she ever got. I think once she got an iron. Yeah, I remember once she got that it. clock that she put on. Remember I told you that day that the, the yeah. clock on the kitchen wall was running backward? That's right. Remember I told you that story. It's a true story, and we both started laughing so hard that I just about peed in my pants. Four now. We're down to four. Okay. Well, we'll get them. We'll move them. We'll move them. Just like our bowels, man. Sooner or later, we'll move them. I'm like that Stu Gotts, man. That guy. Oh, my God. They got stuff from before. Uh, before uh, What's his name? It was a baby. Dan LeBastard. Sid Rosencrantz, by the way, the rumor I'm starting today is he's going to hop in his uh, vehicle and head uh, right back up to New York and barge in and unannounced on the IMA show. Maybe he just barges his way back in there, you think? Might he's be. that kind of a pushy New York kind of guy. Huh? Maybe he'll do that. After those dis- Oh, I never did Google the Arbitron thing to see when the next uh, phase, the oh, second well. phase of the- Well, it's just as well, I guess. I'll do it during the break. Sure. Or not. Although, first, we've got to sell out those four certificates, or, or it's going to be pretty disappointing, isn't it? I don't think so. I think we did pretty good. No, we'll do it. Chris will let me know. I'm going back to the poll. I'll let you know. 
We've got so many numbers. We've got, we've got to have a whole bunch of different people to handle all the numbers. And you will do your 500 during the show on this new poll today that we put up at about 10, 1005, 1010, 1010 wins New York. 468. 468 is really great. you got 40 minutes to get 32 vote. Oh, there's Swillery on CNN. Every delegate's expected to work, say, yeah, all she wants to do is change the rules, okay? She can't take the will of the people. She can't stand it, okay? Don't do it fair and square. Do it unfair and unsquare. Bitch. Boy, she pisses me off. This whole this whole Clintonista thing, and then Carville coming up with that crap about, well, Bill Richardson is like uh, Judas. Oh, my God. I mean, is this an election or is this like a, a child's game, like a bunch of children in a sandbox? Is that what bite. it boils down to? Huh? No, it's a slap fight. Ow! Aside from sex, what feels best? Maybe a slap feels good, you know? Ow! 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 Well, I sure hope he's not on against us today. That would be really devastating if Geldy was on. How can we compete with that? Whatever that is. Remember the thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Geldy's kind of like <laughs> a thing. Aside from sex, what feels best? Huge dump, 138. Speaking of Geldy. Back massage, 73. Going back to sleep, 46. Jumping into water on a hot day, 27. Showering off after hard work, 23. I think a hot shower any time, to be honest with you. I love a hot shower. Oh, yeah. Don't you? So why does it say after hard work? I don't do any hard work. That's not true. I don't even do any soft work. Good workout, 23. Clean sheets, 22. Foot massage, 22. Scratching an itch, 19. Jacuzzi, 18. Scalp massage, 13. Sinus is finally draining, 12. Cracking the back or neck, 10. Ears popping open, 7. Chiropractic adjustment, 6. Campfire on a cold night with weenies and the marshmallows. I like them both, 6. Sauna, 2. And acupuncture, about 473 posts. Acupuncture is doing very well. It's got none, 0. Oh, there's uh, that Mia Chelsea again. Chelsea Clinton gave him this up. I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with being ugly. Believe me, I know all about it. But when you go out of your way to make yourself extra ugly like she does, the, the, I don't understand it. Her, her haircut, her hair is is like all uneven. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, uh, uh, that's a style now. I don't like that's it. That's a style? I don't dig it. I ain't down with it. Oh, my God. She looks homeless, to be honest with you. Maybe she is. She looks like homeless to me. She's like, if it weren't for the schnoz, man, she's like a half a step away from Sofia Coppola. She's in that same category. Mias. Well, there's Evan Strange. It's a question that needs to be answered, especially when Mias. Well, the question about Monica. And we know that Evan, by the way, is really. Isn't he? Screamer. Prime Minister Ehud Olmert vowed on yesterday, he's another crazy person, that Israel would press on with settlement building on occupied Palestinian land despite international calls for a halt to the activity. He said, We don't vana. We don't vana. At a meeting with the foreign press in Jerusalem, Olmert also said he expected to reach only the framework of a peace deal with the Palestinians this year and warned of painful action against Hamas to halt militant attacks from the Islamist-controlled Gaza Strip. Uh, Israel's settlement activity is one of the major reasons why Israeli-Palestinian peace talks have made little progress since they were renewed in the U.S. conference in late November. But Olmert said there will be additional building as part of reality of life, and this fact was well explained to everybody involved. You hear the sirens again, man? They're wild. Whoa! Yeah. You hear them? I hear them. They got them on extra, extra slow cook. High voltage, baby. They're cranking it. Israel's staunch ally Washington, along with other nations, have urged the government to refrain from settlement construction in the occupied West Bank and annex East Jerusalem to give peace talks a chance. Give peace a chance. They say, oi vey, no way. Omer also played down the chances of a comprehensive peace deal in 2008. 
What we are trying to do is achieve a very accurate outline and definition of all basic parameters of a two-state solution, he said. I think that the understanding about basic parameters that will define accurately the outline of a two-state solution, such an understanding can be reached within the current presidency, he said. But negotiations have made little progress, with both sides accusing the other of neglecting their basic obligations. And one factor that could hamper any peace deal is Hamas, which violently routed forces loyal to Abbas from Gaza in June after a week of ferocious street battles. We're not going to speak to Hamas. We're going to fight Hamas. There could be no compromise on this, Olmert said, hours after Gaza militants fired nine rockets against southern Israel. The Arabs and the Jews, the Jews and the Arabs, they're pissed off. They're killing each other. Never going to change. They're just, uh, you know, they don't like each other. They're like oil and water. They're like vinegar and douche. How are we doing on that thing? Still got four? Yes. Oh, my God. We got only 35 minutes, and we still got four of those to go. But I bet you even if we don't sell them out by 2 o'clock when we sit our ugly asses down here tomorrow morning, George will be sitting his ugly ass out of Gulfstream. When we sit out tomorrow morning, they'll be gone. That's right. You think? They'll be gone before the end of the show. And if they're not, I'm leaving at noon tomorrow. I'm going to Biggest name. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Accent, Romans, and Corinthians. Corinthians. Galatians. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Thessalonians. Thessalonians. Timothy, Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, Peter, Peter, John, 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 Jude, and Revelation, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts, and Romans, and Corinthians, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians, Thessalonians, Timothy, Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, Peter, Peter, John, 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 Jude, and Revelation, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John Luke, Acts and Romans and Corinthians, Ephesians, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians, Thessalonians, Timothy, Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, Peter, Peter, John, 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 Stephen, Revelation. 131 at 560. WKM, we got the jerk show coming up here from 2 to 4. The Heat uh, post game, another overtime loss ramp up. We got three left on the uh, certificates. They'll be gone. They'll be gone? I can feel it. Can, can you smell it? We only got three left for the downtowner. It's good stuff, and, uh, you know, whatever. Quesera, sera. You want them? Great. They're right there waiting for you, okay? I'm not going to go back to those ugly early days when we started doing this restaurant stuff when I would sit here, oh, please, please. You know, like we're doing, you're doing us uh, a favor? We're doing you a favor, man. That's right. We're doing you a big, fat favor. But that's okay. It's South Florida. What do you expect? We don't want it. We don't want it. Gail Collins in the New York Times writes, The Uncle Al Election. She says, When I was a kid in Cincinnati, there was a local kids' TV show that always featured a race. Little boys and girls ran around in circles for what seemed a very long time until the host threw up his hands and yelled, Everybody wins. Uncle Al, said my brother Gary. The participants didn't necessarily enjoy the experience. I cried for hours, said my sister-in-law, Laura. The race between Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama has now turned into one very long Uncle Al show. Everybody wins, nobody loses. How do we make them stop? The genius that is the Democratic Party has somehow managed to create a system in which two candidates can run for five months in all 50 states, and neither one can possibly win enough delegates to clinch the nomination. We should have known all along this was coming when people started talking about how exciting the Clinton-Obama race is. We live, after all, in a country where the Christmas shopping season begins in October. We have a sports counter in which basketball leaches into baseball, which leaches into football. 
Too much of a good thing is our middle name. Now the Democratic primary has become the McMansion of politics. Many are the suggestions for how to make it stop, all of which boil down to making Hillary Clinton go away. The most entertaining by far is the call for Howard Dean to lay down the law. Stop the bloodshed, Howard. The governor of Tennessee announced that as party chairman, Dean needs to stop, uh, step up and bring some closure. Truly, anybody who believes that Howard Dean can make Hillary Clinton do anything she doesn't want to do is living in fantasy land. Who do they think she is, the Clinton campaign mutters? Some girl who will give away the guy uh, can get what he wants? Some girl who will give away so what? the guy can get what he wants? Do you follow that? No. Uh, no. Not really very well. Come on, Gail. You can do better than that. Like the sheik. Anyway, Clinton argued, sitting backstage in an event in Philadelphia, fighting a cough, the voters don't want it to be over. At her church on Easter Sunday, she said, people kept coming up and begging her to keep going. We have people who deserve to have their voices heard, she said. The church part is undoubtedly true. There are very few instances in American history where presidential candidates have been begged by their fellow parishioners to pack it in and go home. And there are plenty of other people who wouldn't mind letting this go on for a while longer just to see how Obama fares in those Midwestern states that have seemed immune to his charms lately. Right now, he's ahead by almost every conceivable count. The superdelegates, who almost surely will have to decide the nomination, have been around the political block a time or two. They don't know what a mess they'd create if they seem to be ignoring the popular will. But the idea that Clinton would quit at this juncture goes contrary to every single thing we've learned about her over the past 17 years. She may irritate people. She may lose the health care initiative. She may even imagine that she was under fire in Bosnia when, in fact, she was standing on the tarmac accepting flowers from a little blonde girl. But she never gives up. The one unassailable fact about Hillary Clinton is not that she'd make the best decision when the phone rings at 3 in the morning in the White House. It's that if the phone rang at the same time that her polls were at 12% and her attorney general was under indictment and the economy was in the tank and California had just broken off and fallen into the sea, she would still pick up the receiver. There isn't a right or wrong to this argument, only strategy. Obama didn't overexert himself to help find a way to let Michigan and Florida revote because it wasn't to his advantage. And while ending the negativity would be nice, the Obamaites would mainly like to call a halt because they don't want to risk something weird and undesirable happening. Hillary plans to continue in the hope that the weird and undesirable will happen. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think, number one, that I'd be a better president, number two, that I would be a better candidate to beat John McCain, she said. I believe that with all my heart. Now, he may equally believe it, but I'm not about to walk out on these upcoming contests, she'd be saying. I say her strategic desire to keep fighting Trump's his strategic desire to put the lid on it. Even though there's really something very upsetting about a struggle that goes on and on without resolution, I know this because with one phone call to Ohio, I managed to find three people who are still haunted by Uncle Al's race. As we all know, three people constitute a trend. I used to dream that my family was sucked into the TV one by one, said Catherine Tate, who works with my brother. They had to run in circles around our basement stairs, and I was responsible for getting them out, but I couldn't do it. Maybe there should be a support group, my sister-in-law said. Or maybe Howard Dean would like to join. Remember Howie Dean? Sure. How we forget about him. <laughs> well, that was quick. Even I couldn't do that. Said. Yeah, I'm sure it is. So we still got those three left on the certificate, so that's that's a bummer. One. Are we down to one? Oh, we got C. Solamente Uno? Wow. I sure hope that's not Boca Bryan again trying to buy with that damn Zares card. With his triple A card. We got one left. Well, that, we got 24 minutes to do that. Now, remember, people were like, not people, but like one. Had one fact saying, oh, Frontline's going to be on uh, PBS Monday and Tuesday night. It's going to be really great. They're going to, yeah, right. Frontline is never great because they're mealy mouth. Just like this article by Ray McGovern says. It's long. It's way too long for me to read. I'll just read some of it, okay? 
Frontline's Bush, Bush's War on PBS Monday and Tuesday evening was a nicely put-together rehash of the top players' trickery that led to the attack on Iraq, together with the power-grabbing, backstabbing, and limitless incompetence of the occupation. Except for an inside-the-beltway tidbit here and there, for example, about how the pitiable Secretary of State Colin Powell had to suffer so many indignities at the hands of other Type A hard chargers, Frontline added little to the discussion. Notably missing was any allusion to the unconscionable role the Fourth Estate adopted as indiscriminate cheerleader for the home team. Nor was there any mention that the invasion was a serious violation of international law, but those omissions, I suppose, should have come as no surprise. Nor was it a surprise that any of you were hoping for insight into why Cheney and Bush were so eager to attack Iraq was left with very thin gruel. It was more infotainment, bereft of substance in discussion of the whys and wherefores of what, in my view, is the most disastrous foreign policy move in our nation's history. Despite recent acknowledgments from the likes of Alan Greenspan, General John Abizade, and others that oil and permanent, or if you prefer, enduring military bases were among the main objectives, Frontline avoided any real discussion of such delicate factors. Somebody not already aware of how our media has become a tool of the Bush administration might have been shocked at how Frontline could have missed one of President Bush's most telling signing statements. Underneath the recent Defense Authorization Act, he wrote that he did not feel bound by the law's explicit prohibition against using the funding, one, to establish any military installation or base for the purpose of providing for the permanent stationing of U.S. armed forces in Iraq, or two, to exercise U.S. control of the oil resources of Iraq. So the frontline show was largely PAP. PAP. Maybe we need, maybe the people at PBS need a PAP schmear, you think? Ooh, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I bet you did. And it goes on at great length. It's on our website. Frontline, too timid, too little, too late. That's why I don't watch Frontline. Now, if you watch the, uh, what, the what is that thing called on CBC that's really always excellent? On the, the CBC? Passionate okay, yeah. The Passionate right. Fly. Very good. Mm. How am I going to remember that? You better. Now, now they really, uh, they don't pull any punches. No. Oh, look at that. We're sold out for the third time. You think this one? Let's wait for that official sign to go up on the tote board. <laughs> Frosty Nads. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Travel I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Delta, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Madawa, La Palma. We're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. Jerk's time at 2 o'clock, Mad Dog at 4 this afternoon. Don't forget DA uh, from 9 to midnight. Another split shift. I guess Joe's coming back from jury duty tomorrow. Later. No, there's no DA today, isn't it? There's no DA tonight? Don't we have the other? Oh, that's where we got the NCAA basketball. I already threw away the schedule. I schmidt Oops. Sorry. And we got college hoops at 8. Sorry. So now is that official that we sold out or what? Uh, I'm still waiting for it to become official. How do you know? Because it'll move into the past deals instead of the current deals. Oh, my oh we God. got one back. We got one back? What a bunch of teasers. Oh, my God. Oh, Chicken Egg, will you stop it? He's, trying, he's using his old Lindsley Lumber uh, credit card. Stop it. 
So there's one more on there for the um, downtown. Boy, this is uh, spastic the way it's going. I mean, it's not like we had a whole bunch come back, but we just can't seem to quite close the deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of like Norma can't. We can't seem to close any deal. Gareth uh, Porter in the Interpress Service writes, Sodor Offensive shows failure of Petraeus strategy. It's too long. I'll just read part of it. We've got a lot of long stories here. Too bad we don't have a 20- or 30-hour show. Now it could collapse. The escalation of fighting between Mahdi Army militiamen and their Shiite rivals, which could mark the end of Muqtada al-Sadr's self-imposed ceasefire, also exposes General David Petraeus' strategy for controlling Sadr's forces as a failure. Petraeus reacted immediately to Sunday's rocket attacks on the Green Zone by blending them on Iran. He told the BBC the rockets were Iranian-provided, Iranian-made rockets, and that they were launched by groups that were funded and trained by the Quds Force of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps, the IRGC. Petraeus said this was in complete violation of promises made by President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad and most other senior Iranian leaders to their Iraqi counterparts. Petraeus' statement was clearly intended to divert attention from a development that threatens one of the two main pillars of the administration's claim of progress in Iraq, the willingness of Sadr to restrain the Mahdi army even in the face of systematic raids on its leadership by the U.S. military and its Iraqi allies. The rocket attacks appear to have been one of several actions by the Mahdi army to warn the U.S. and the Iraqi government to halt their systematic raids aimed at driving the satirists out of key Shiite centers in the south. They were followed almost immediately by Mahdi army clashes with rival Shiite militiamen in Basra, Sadr City, and Kut, and called for nationwide general strike to demand the release of Sadrist detainees. Even more pointed was a strong warning from Sadr aid Abdul Hadi al Mohammedoui Dawi to the U.S. as well as to the, that's his name, Mohammed Dawi to the U.S. as well as to the Islamic Supreme Court of Iraq, whose Badr organization militiamen in the uniforms of Iraqi security forces have targeted the Mahdi army throughout the south. They don't seem to realize that the Sadrist trend is like a volcano, he told worshippers Friday in Kufa. If it explodes, it'll crush their rotten heads. Wow. The signs that the Mahdi army will no longer remain passive mark a major defeat for the U.S. military command strategy aimed at weakening the Mahdi army. When he took command in Iraq in early 2007, Petraeus recognized that the U.S. occupation forces couldn't afford to wage a full-fledged campaign against the Mahdi army as a whole. Instead, it adopted the strategy of dividing the satirist movement. Petraeus and Ground Commander in Iraq, Lieutenant General Ray Odierno, hoped there were leaders in the satirist movement who would be willing to give up further military resistance and accept the U.S. occupation and the existing government. But the moderate satirists would be willing to make a deal with the U.S. never materialized. Last July, a U.S. commander in Baghdad claimed that Sadrist representatives had initi- initiated direct talks, indirect talks with the U.S. military, but in January, Odierno would say only they'd been meeting with local leaders in Sadrist City, not with representatives of the Sadrist movement. To make a long story short, it's all falling apart, and uh, the religious nuts are going nuts again. What a surprise. We're going to put democracy in, in a place where they're like uh, living in a stone age. How about the caveman? You know, like the pissed off caveman? Yeah, what about him? Maybe he likes some democracy in the cave. What do you say? What a plan. Officially sold out. Officially sold out. Oh, what a job. Nice going, Neil. Thank you so much. You are really something else. We can't say what on the ear. Can't say the word. That's pretty good. We had 100, you know? Yeah. And you're always telling me, well, you know, when you got 100 of those 50s instead of like 50 uh, 50s, 50 hundreds, whatever it is, it's a lot more demands. Very hard. Very hard. I remember those days when that phrase had significance. Not anymore, though. Not recently. I'll think about it. Although I did see that movie, The Covenant, with, uh, what's his name again, Stephen Strait? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm sorry. I don't even know. Yeah, like they, you know. What? Go get you some. I'd like to, man. I highly recommend I it. I couldn't handle that. I'd get have you a, something, I'd have a, something. I'd have a for Christ's sakes, give me a hard time for, you know, the, the, the drugs and the, and the poon. No, Go I don't. Go get you some. All right. No, I do not. All right. 
More power to you. Have a great time, you know. Oh, there's uh, Oliver. And I buy your used jewelry. If you have gold rings, gold earrings, I'll give you cash. If you have diamonds, bring them to me. I'll give you cash. I love gold. Bring me your old gold and I'll give you cash. Because... I'm the cash man. Russell Oliver, there was a big article about... Somebody emailed it to me from MySpace. Thank you very much, by the way. A big article in the Toronto Star about him a couple days ago. I was just talking about him on the air. That's probably why the article... Was. Okay, how's the poll coming, boy? We're hitting on all cylinders today, let me tell you that. 513 votes, 516. What did we say we wanted to get 500, 500 during the show, and we put this poll on there like a 10-10? Pretty good. Pretty impressive, if you ask me. Yep. For an old fart that reads from the newspaper and just mails it in and reads a lot of numbers. Oh, here's the numbers from the poll. Isn't it amazing the kinds of things that people get all aggravated about? Life is so short. Oh, yeah. You're right. Ah, you're mailing it in, Rogers. You're mailing it in. It's all numbers. It's the poll numbers and the uh, this number and that number. Yeah. And like George was just saying only minutes ago, what's wrong with a good number? Nothing. Mm. I had a few good numbers, believe me. Especially in Berlin. Oh, my God. So anyway. What? Ach, du lieber. Ach, du lieber. 516. Ach, du lever. Is that your lever? Wow. Aside from sex, what feels best? A huge dump, 157. Back massage, 78. Going back to sleep, 48. Like I did this morning for an hour. Oh, that was wonderful. That was delicious. Jumping in the water on a hot day, 30. Shower after hard work, 27. Foot massage, 27. Good workout, 26. Clean sheets, 26. Scratching an itch, depending on where you're itching, 20. Don't scratch it too hard or too long. Jacuzzi, 19. Scalp massage, 13. Sinus is finally great. See, if there was a God, would he make mosquitoes? Yeah. Yeah. You hear the sirens again, by the way? No. You can't hear that? I do now. Oh. Fire trucks, paramedics, ambulance, emergency vehicles of every description. The world's coming to an end. Uh, sinus is finally draining, 12. Cracking the back or neck, 10. Ears popping open, 8. Chiropractic adjustment, 6. Campfire on a cold night with weenies and uh, marshmallows, 6. With circus uh, peanuts. Is that what you said they are? That's right. Boy, sure. I'm, I'm glad I can't find those. Good. And then they're, they're really not even good. I don't, there's something they're like disgusting. They're incredibly know. sweet is what yeah. they are. And that's why, yeah. Sauna 3. And acupuncture finally got one out of 520. Probably some acupuncturists oh! finally voted on there, wouldn't you think? Would have to be. So we got our 500 votes plus, plus many more than that. Yep. We sold our 100 certificates. Well, what more can we do here today, you know? I think we just go home now. I think it sounds like a real plan to me, although we do want to take the last minute to promote uh, George's thing tomorrow. And I'm sure that our good buddy... Now, this will be interesting when you when you meet Sean from Hollywood, if he does show up. I mean, Hollywood is right there next to uh, Gulfstream, right next to Hallandale. Correct. So there's no excuse for him not to come by and meet and greet and bring you like, oh, who knows what. whole bunch That's of right. good stuff. Big bag of money, big bag of cash, all in small bills. So you can pump those 20s into the machines, man. And maybe tomorrow you'll find a good machine. So be sure and join George tomorrow from 10 to 2 at Gulfstream Park and Casino in Hallandale. Come by for great horse racing. George is going to have a handicrapping uh, seminar, a little panel. Mm-hmm. Play a little bit of poker, maybe hit the slots for big money. One of those $1 million jackpots on some hot machine, man. Find a good machine. Don't forget, there's no such thing as a hot machine, but if you find one, don't leave it. Plus, enjoy some great food and drinks while George gets ready for the Florida Derby. All happening tomorrow, 10 to 2. And where is it again? What's the name of the... Uh, 
thing? The uh, Finish Line Casino or... Uh, there or whatever. Real or restaurant. Finish line. Right there. Ground floor. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports Leader.